0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Living every day to define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast I'm your host, Serial Sensei We're on episode number 168 As always, you can give this podcast a listen On SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play uh, as well as various other streaming platforms, hit us up on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page, as well as the Instagram page. Send questions to Dojo Talk podcast at yahoo.com. Follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei, and you can follow my co-host on Twitter at GC Zeus. Speaking of my co host as always, I'm joined with the Antaku. What's going on, man?
1: I'm so mad so mad yeah (laughs) i'm gonna let the
0: listeners know off rip um we're gonna change the format of this episode um (laughs) this episode's gonna run a little different we're gonna get straight to the point um we'll we'll do our normal little intro spills give shout outs to listeners and all that uh but we're gonna save the news and like fight announcements and other stuff for later um after the what's on your mind segment, we are going we going to jump right into this cuz there's there's uh there's some conversations uh, to be had. But uh other than that, <laughs> how's life been? It's been a little bit since the the last time we recorded.
2: it's,
1: uh, it's been busy working, school and shit. Um like my best friend uh He's literally on the plane now. He just moved to Dallas. Hmm. So I i missed half of the card last night just hanging out with him and his family before he left. Ah, okay. Oh,
0: okay. A couple of people moved
1: so. to Dallas. Nice, uh,
0: nice little area. Good food from what I've heard. I haven't been to Dallas yet. But good food from what I've heard. Yeah, I've been. What have I been doing? Uh, I've been writing a lot, been writing a whole lot. Um,. I've been trying to fit some gaming in, not as much as I, I want to. Um, yeah, I've been kind of doing the same old, same old. Writing, working, trying trying to be a, a halfway productive adult <laughs> as, as much as I can. Um, Yeah, it's been a little bit since the last time we recorded. Uh, For those who may not have heard or if you don't know, uh, this podcast will slowly be winding down this year. Uh, It'll be ending probably not too long after the uh, Habib and Tony fight, but we'll still be covering fights up until then. But we're only doing pay per views, so uh, the episodes will be a little more spaced out um, until that
1: point. But I will, I will say we're we're choosing two hell of good pay per views to go on.
0: Yeah, (laughs) really, I think these last three are like some, yeah, these are some monumental kind of. I mean, hopefully the the other two live up to the hype, but on paper, yeah, we're we're picking some bangers to to go out on, and boy, the discard, ugh, boy, boy, oh boy, but we'll, we'll get there, man, we'll get there, um, shout out to the listeners, thank you guys, Twitter folk, Tumblr folk, uh, wherever you are in the universe listening to this podcast, if you post or retweet, or whatever you do, how you share it, how you listen, however you consume it, and wherever you are, we appreciate you. Um, number one uh, for the week in terms of listeners, Mountain View, California. Um, number two. Okay, so this is weird. Is this like a real place? I, I'm, I'm well, just re- I'm just reading this from the algorithm. Stockton on Tees, United Kingdom. What is that? <laughs> 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 that's what. That's literally what it says. <laughs> Stockton-on-Tees. On but it's like hyphenated, like it's like three Oh, no, I have to google this. Is this like a real
1: Oh my god, it is. That's a real place?
0: <laughs> it. It's a town in England. All right. Number 2, Stockton-on-Tees <laughs> in the UK. Shout out to y'all. The UK is actually up here a lot. Uh number 3, Middlesbrough, uh UK. Which
1: is right next to
0: it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> number 4 is i might butcher this sandy acre sandy acre uk i don't know if i'm saying that right s-a-n-d-i-a-c-r-e uh uk number four uh number five toronto canada so uh shout out to everybody overseas and in the uk y'all uh y'all have been holding it down and it's dope because we haven't been putting out episodes as frequently uh because of the wind down but y'all have still been uh listening on, on like a pretty decent basis um so i appreciate y'all shout outs to stockton on tees uh uk uh, <laughs> i definitely appreciate you guys um so yeah uh, as far as the show rundown like i said we're going to uh switch things up a little bit uh we'll still start with the what's on your mind segment which we might have a little bit to talk about because it's been a while since we have last recorded and there's been a lot that has happened Probably since the last time we've been on this microphone. Um, But after that, we're going to jump right into the fights. And then we'll do uh, fight announcements and news and all of that good stuff um, later. And then we'll close out the show. You know, the normal way we close out, fight recommendations, all that. All that good stuff. Um, But it's been a little bit since we last recorded. So the anti cool if you have anything uh, going on, any pressing matters that you'd like to address... What is on your mind for this week?
1: Oh god. Um uh, my Knicks are on a four game winning streak. Um uh, mm. I'm, I'm just waiting for them to implode.
0: <laughs> we well, all got rid of the owner. No, not the owner, the president, right?
1: Yeah, Perry or Mill Mills. Uh, Perry and Mills both Mills. suck. Perry, like they both suck, so they uh, one's still there. That's the point. <laughs> um uh, other than that, uh, not really much on my mind, to be honest with you. Uh, like, um, uh, like I'm, I'm rattling around in my brain, but like I, I've i been so focused on like school and that alone, uh, I, I really don't have much to say. Unless I want to learn about library information science. Super there fun. <laughs> there you go. Ed-
0: educate the listeners. I will say that people should um well, even though I, I don't go to my libraries often as i probably should but uh, just the fyi like libraries have a lot of functions that i don't think a lot of people are aware of, aware of outside of just oh i need to go go here to get a book like
1: yeah yeah we got, we run tons of programs we specifically our library we give out um well we loan out uh nooks uh wi-fi hotspots museum passes for you know in the city yeah, around here, um, you know, we, we have a lot. We do vision screenings for kids uh, during part of the year. Uh, if you're a new parent, we um, sometimes the library will do like a community baby shower. I've seen libraries that you know, loan out like drones and cooking equipment and power tools. Um, they have their own gardens that you know you're free to come and use. Um, like, some loan out bikes and shit. Like it's really great. support your uh your local
0: library they do a lot more than you probably think they do i I can definitely see that actually uh uh we had to do community service in high school as a part of like our graduation requirements um and i did my last year when i did my community service i worked at a library Um, it was fun i got a chance to be the guy who organized all the dvds it was cool i did it for like a couple months it was a good time it was a good time so support your local library um is that all, all you got
1: that's all i got I, kn- I know you got i know you got what uh what else would be on my mind so i'm gonna handle it all right
0: um yeah I, I guess we'll we'll start off with uh i i guess you could say this is still major um and i, I have to recognize it on this podcast because it, we ha- we haven't recorded since it happened but um definitely man rest in peace to uh Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, uh, John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altabelli, uh Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zaboyan, or Zobians. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, I mean, I have, I'm sure as of this recording, um, you guys already know the Kobe Bryant situation, the helicopter crash, it's been going on for a while now but we we haven't recorded like since it that that happened like before we went on our or after we went on our our little break um so we haven't gotten a chance to address it but definitely uh just a rest in peace it still feels weird even like reading articles still because now they're they're slowly starting to release stuff about like the crash and details of the crash and stuff is slowly just kind of starting to trickle down but it still feels weird looking and seeing, like...
1: It is, like... I I was never the biggest Kobe fan when he was alive. Cause, like, I grew up in that time where it was just, like, it was, like, Kobe versus LeBron. And, like, it was, like... You know, I, I, as, like, a 10-year-old, that was, like, vehemently the thing. But I was a Knicks fan, so I hated both of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But... Like, I remember being, like, 11, 12 years old, and, like, no matter what basketball court I went to, there was always somebody there wearing, like, Kobe's gear, trying to hit, like, a 30-foot uh turnaround jump shot while they scream out Kobe and shit. It's just, like... I know he, he played basketball, but, like, dude just felt indestructible
0: yeah he he was one of those and i feel like i hear this from a lot of people and i'm I'm actually the same way a lot of us weren't kobe fans growing up i wasn't a kobe fan either kobe stopped a lot of my favorite players from getting <laughs> rings and winning, <laughs> and winning championships bro kobe i loved Allen iverson man iverson was my guy but when they Played the Lakers in the finals I knew in my heart of hearts like bruh they can't beat Kobe and Shaq man that's it's too much and my all time favorite player is Tracy McGrady and Kobe and, and T-Mac had some great duels so like even though I wasn't a Kobe fan I was always attached to him because of people that I were fans of and the Spurs are my team and the Spurs and the Lakers we were the two teams that had that dynasty run in those like those 2000s so, it was like everywhere I turned, I couldn't avoid Kobe. He was everywhere. Like, <laughs> no matter who I rooted for, Kobe was trying to take them out. And more often than not, he did. Um, Yeah, he he was one of those guys who I didn't... I wasn't a fan, but, like, you you just had to respect his game, man. He was... I, I don't want to get into the whole Kobe versus LeBron debate. Uh, I don't think that's the time for this. or Right. Uh, but... The one thing I always looked at Kobe that I gave him the edge over a lot of players is just like he, that killer instinct, you can't, you can't teach that. Like there were moments where you would watch Kobe play and it's like, oh, he's, he's in that zone. It's over. Like there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. Don't matter who you put on him. He's going to go out there and drop like 40 on their head. And he's just, he's just, he just had like this, that mamba mentality was real with him, like, and I heard I can't remember where I heard this from, but I think it's the perfect comparison. He really was like a like like the Bruce Lee of like basketball. Like he lived this man. Like he was really. It was like that was his life, like for real. And that that mamba mentality was that wasn't just like a a phrase or a. a, a Catchy like head like, like he really lived that like I'm gonna go out here and I'm going to destroy you and I'm I'm gonna be great I'm gonna be as great as I can possibly be I'm always gonna leave it out on the court I'm not leaving anything to chance I'm I'm going I'm going a hundred percent and if you're not going a hundred percent I'm gonna roll you over and that was how he he played and even if you didn't like him like you you had to respect
1: it um it's it's wild um. Because like I think it was only like a couple months ago, where we were making fun of Kobe because he posted that picture of his team. Uh, the oh Mama yeah, yeah. And they they had uh, did they just come in second or something at some tournament?
0: I can't remember. Yeah, but he was talking about the one girl wanted to dance and
1: it was... this poor twelve year old girl who gets put on blast by Kobe Bryant because she wanted to go dance instead of play basketball uh we were making fun of like the mama mentality and everything is just like but that, that like i don't think that's something everybody needs to be successful but i i do think that there are people like that who need that type of drive to 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 rise up and like kobe was one of them and i'll say
0: one thing uh one thing i've uh, I, i've I feel like it just happens with a lot of people who I who I wasn't fans of in the beginning. And this isn't even just in terms of basketball, like, in any sport. I tend to appreciate them more, like, later in their career. Because you just start to realize, like, you throw away the rivalries and whatever feelings you had about them as just, like, a sports fan. And you kind of just realize, like, man, even if I hated this person, he was still a part of, like, my childhood. And now when he retires, he's not going to be there anymore. Like, I remember the night when... Kobe's last game because that same night golden state was playing and that was the game that they were going for the uh the 70 think it was 73 wins in the season and mm. I had to pick between am I gonna watch the 73 win or am I gonna watch Kobe's game and I'm like I'm watching Kobe's game <laughs> I'm definitely watching Kobe's game like this is the probably the greatest player of my generation and this is the last time he's gonna be on a basketball court and he goes out there and he drops like 60 points on Utah and it was crazy watching that game because they just kept feeding him the ball. Like, like everybody knew, like, we're going to let you. We know you want to go out with a bang. Here, man, just take the ball. And Kobe shot, like, 80 times. Maybe not 80, but he shot that a was, lot of times. It was times.
1: over it was, 60 times. Yeah,
0: like, he, he just kept pulling the trick. And I feel like that game, like, embodies kind of his career. Like, that man went 100% to the very, very end, man. Like, you had... You had to respect it, and I think the one thing I also want to uh acknowledge him is that you would you would think with the way Kobe acted on the court because that we could talk about this for a long time. There are so many stories that like, <laughs> Kobe was a a savage on the court, like the way he trash talked people. Shoot the way he trash talked some of his own teammates, like Oh my
1: god. What was, what was the story? Oh, the god.
0: story went on um, I think they they got blown out. I don't know if they got blown out, but they lost to um I think it was Portland and Kobe yeah. went to the locker room and told them, Y'all take off my shoes, y'all are too soft.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all can't wear my shoes. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like, he was the ultimate, like, competitor. But I think the one thing I came to respect about the, him, and I, I didn't really learn this until later in his career, is, like, he was a... He was... You didn't want to see him on the court. The man was a a, a a maniac on the court. But he was apparently a really good dude, like, outside of just, like... If you're on the court, you're the enemy. But off the court, he was a a normal nice guy and he it was cool to see him later in his career he really like embraced the next generation like when lebron passed his record he wasn't salty about it or you know he congratulated them wanted them to keep pushing the game for it um he was always like willing to i feel like help like he really loved basketball that much and it was really dope to see like what i think one of the things we're really missing out on is like He was really trying to push for women's basketball, which Mm -hmm. has been making some strides, you know, in in recent years. But like he was really, really like getting behind that. And I feel like we we missed out on I don't know what he might have had planned or how much I'm pretty sure he could have had a pretty big Mm -hmm. impact. And it it and, really I mean, sucks.
1: At the very least, his daughter would have played in the league. And right at this point, at this time, we should probably mention GG. What GG? Yeah. Uh, that, who, that, that's the thing that broke my heart. Like her and her teammate, and their and her teammate's family also on the plane, uh the helicopter. Just heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, like you, you wake up. I think they were they were going to a game I want to say right.
1: Yeah, they were on their way to a game um at the uh the Kobe Bryant uh, the Mamba Sports Academy. Mm. Yeah,
0: that. Yeah, that that was when that, when the news broke. Well, actually it was it was Stokes. He was the first person I heard it from in our group text.
1: Yeah. And he was like here. I had seen online somebody who was at the academy was tweeting like, "Oh, she's here." And you know she just found out and she like you know you know, she's like Crying, as you would expect, but no, it turns out she was on the helicopter with him.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, when when Stoic sent the text, I was like, "What?" Like that doesn't even sound real. Like, I was like in the middle, like doing my taxes <laughs> when I found out. <laughs> and...
1: I, I was like on my way to go, like literally, I pulled up to a library because I was on my way to go stu- uh, like do my readings for the week and you know study, um, and like I. Got nothing done. Because, like, I I just kept looking up, like, what, like, what the fuck is happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I finished my taxes because that was important. (laughs) And then I stopped, like, for the next, like, I ain't, for, like, the rest of the day, like, I didn't, I couldn't do anything. Like, I kept just watching news stories, like, after a couple hours, like, because at first I was still kind of in, like, denial, like ah, this isn't real, like, this didn't happen, and then I saw it on TMZ, and I'm like, God, like, if there's one thing TMZ does get right, it's, it's celebrity things of this nature, unfortunately, and then I start seeing it on ESPN, it's like, ah, man, like, that's when it really kind of set in, like, oh, this really happened, and then I just kept, uh, I was locked on ESPN just watching interviews, and people talk about Kobe and Gigi, and, everybody on board, it was just, like, ah, like, it, it was, that was one of the hardest gut checks, man, it was, and like you said, when you find out, like, the other, I mean, regardless, it's a tragedy, but, when you found out, like, there were kids on there, man, like, young, just, God, it was, I couldn't imagine, like, being Vanessa and getting that, that phone call.
1: That's before... the fucked up thing. Yeah. Fucking TMZ puts it out before the, uh, the, the, you know, the, I guess it would be the LAPD, gets the chance to actually call her and tell her. Right. So she finds out, presumably, like, how we all found, found out. Found out,
0: right. And, uh yeah, everything about that was just, that was a that was a hard day, that was a hard couple of days, man, like, because now, 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 like, some of the gifts, like, the gift of Kobe, and, uh, the gift when he's, like, whispering into his daughter's ear, and they're, like, talking about what's going on in the court, like, that was a gift you used to laugh at, and now it like, I was, like, damn, like, they should still be here, and then you see, like, the, the coach, and what sucks about that too is a uh, uh, one I think it's the the Altobelli family. Did didn't they have like two more kids?
2: Mhm. And um, now I they so. Yeah,
0: and now they don't have parents or siblings anymore. And it's
1: uh, fucking not not to go too off track, but like you, you did you see the clip of like Kobe explaining why like he he um, used like a helicopter to get around. I think it was something to do with like the the traffic. Even yeah, more. so the traffic in LA is like notoriously some of the worst in the country. Like I I think only like uh, certain parts of Texas are like worse. Um, and it was like yeah, I I was missing um you know my my training facilities like a couple a few miles away from my house, um like. I I was missing, like, plays and, uh, you know, picking her up from school because the traffic was so bad, so what I do, like, yeah, I looked into it, and it turns out, like, I can take a helicopter be home in, like, 15 minutes, um, but he also said that, like, him and Vanessa would never take the helicopter together because, like, they knew the risk, and, uh, yeah. We need to invest more in public transportation, Espe- especially California, especially the city of Los Angeles, because, ugh, God. Yeah. Praise the Vanessa,
0: man. That's that's a rough way to, that's a terrible way to kick the year off, man. Like, mm. could not, could not imagine.
1: Um, yeah, what a shitty start to this year
0: yeah this in, in every facet <laughs> of facet, way, from. yes from celebrities to politics to yeah this year has been kind of 2020 has been on one um it's 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 been on one and i'll address this real quick because i think it is important um and I've seen other conversations about this. Um, there have been a lot of—I well, say a lot—I don't—I I don't, can't quantify the number, but enough to to be noticeable. About um, seeing reporters and not even just reporters, just people in general um, bringing up Kobe's uh, the rape case, all that that stuff that happened back in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it's. I'm not going to say that people shouldn't talk about it because it was a thing that happened. Like you can't just, I'm I'm always against like erasing history. Like you can't just act like something didn't happen because it definitely happened. It was, it was a thing. And honestly, I don't remember the, I remember like when that happened being like following the case, but years have passed and my memory's bad. I'm older now. I don't remember all the particulars of that case. So I'm not really going to speak too much in particular, what happened in it. But I think there's still, there's, like, a way to go about mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm not mad that people are talking about it, but, like, I, I heard the clip of the Gail King interview with Lisa Leslie.
2: hmm
0: And I, I feel like if you want to talk about it, that's, that's okay. But don't, like, I didn't understand why she was asking Lisa Leslie that. Like, if you just want to go on, like, a rant, or not even a rant, just a little. Like,
1: if you want to put it into like the discussion, uh, absolutely. But, right. Yeah, like, don't don't drag Lisa Leslie into that. Well, yeah, don't drag her into that.
0: Like, she had nothing to do with any of that. Like, I get it. Like, that was her friend, but like, she wasn't there when any of that like happened. And like, like he just passed. Like, this is all still like really fresh. Like, he's not even there. Not even say he. I'm I'm assuming everybody else as well. They're not even buried yet. Like, these people aren't even. (laughs) Not not to make life. Not even caskets yet. Like, I think his service or funeral is the 24th. I want to say. That's what I saw. Uh, Um, I have no idea, actually. I think Mm -hmm. it's the 24th. Um, I'm not sure if all of the other um, passages, if if that's all like the same day, but I know his is the 24th. But, like, point being, like, this is still really, 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 really fresh. So yeah. if you're going to talk about it, don't don't drag other, like, they're not thinking of that. Like, my friend and his kids and a bunch of other kids and other family members who are all cool, like, they're, we lost a lot of people that day. The last thing Lisa Leslie thinking about is uh, a sexual assault case that happened, you know teens years ago like come on man cut cut that out but I, I will say though on, on the other side um i saw like some of the responses to gail king and i'm not in favor of the way people like
1: Yeah, Snoop dog but yeah nah that's fucking, nasty that's nasty sit sit down sit yeah. down go back to making doug and commercials like yeah <laughs>
0: because as much as i didn't like what gail king did she at least wasn't she wasn't like disrespectful i guess about it like it's it's a certain way to go about doing things it just it felt like on all angles like the way gail king did it and at the same time the responses that she got it was all just kind of like this is all in bad taste like both both of y'all are kind of wrong like this is this is kind of nasty this doesn't look good. Not a good look for no. it, for anybody.
1: Um, like, it, you know, it, it's not especially helpful for the, the fucking the poor uh, woman from that case. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I, I. don't even know if we know her name now. That I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I um, honestly don't remember. I. I to I say they kept it private. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody, because I'm looking at the the Wikipedia article on it now, and it was. Uh. That it's the, her name's not listed, and I was you know, going to read it either, otherwise, but like I can't imagine what she's going through right now, I, having to like, you know, re- watch yeah, you got you're making out. her
0: like relive that almost, yeah, and we don't know, and and I'm not speaking for her because I, you know, obviously we don't know her personally, but she could have been moved on and just been like, you know what, like it, just you know, she could have moved on and just kind of been going on about her life, and now this. Happens, and y'all are, like, kind of dragging her back into this. Maybe she doesn't want to relive that. And y'all are just kind of throwing it back in her face. Like, and I'm not trying to downplay what happened to her, but, like, her whole life isn't being a victim. Like, that's not her whole identity. Like, she's more than just the Kobe, you know, assault victim. Like, she's still a person. So, I, I don't know. It's just... You can talk about the case. I'm not. I'm never going to tell anybody they can't, but there, there's a way to just kind of go about doing it. And at least for Kobe, like I said, I don't know if he did do it, if he didn't do it. I'm guessing something happened. Might have been miscommunication. I don't know. I wasn't there. The one thing I'll, I'll at least give Kobe credit for is we see a lot of celebrities. Not, not even just celebrities. It's, this is down to normal people on the street who get in these like kind of situations and we don't really see them change behavior they're still out here like being sketchy and still out here like not acting in a way you would think they should after you've been accused of such things they're still out here just kind of wilding out Mm -hmm. it seemed that Kobe at the very least owned up to what he did and you saw the change in behavior. And we he did what you would hope anybody would do. He had no repeat incidents. Like, he, he cleaned himself up. Which, I think, in that situation, that's kind of what we would want, right? Like, you want... Obviously, you don't want anybody to ever to get sexually assaulted. That should never be a thing. Yeah. But in the event that it happens, no matter to what degree, you would hope that the person who allegedly did it Obviously, that they're not going to spend the rest of their life in jail, so they're going to have to come back out and be reintegrated into society. You want them to not ever do that again. That that all of us win when that
1: happens. We all win when that happens. I mean, obviously, yeah. Like from everything I've heard about, like, he was one of those people who um, learned from his mistakes, and like, and I'm not saying anybody has to forgive him or whatever, or even give him credit, but that's one thing I, like, apparently, um, he got called out, uh, for you dropping the F-bomb on a, a fan, um, and, you know, he, he learned from that, and, like, when people were in his mentions on Twitter, like, he, he, um, you know, he, he'd be like, you know, don't use that language, She became a supporter of, like, Glad. um, and, you know, um, it, it's, oh, real life is messy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it
0: is. But <clears throat> I'll 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 end it there. But just once again, man. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. One last thing about Gigi, uh, Gigi Bryant, real quick. I'd never really seen footage of her play until this happened, and I saw a video of her. But she had the same fadeaway
1: he did. Mm-hmm. Like the exact same
0: fadeaway, that
1: crazy. Yeah, dude, he he was training her to be the next him. Like, yeah, just like this video of them like shooting around the house, and like he's like teaching her all his secrets. Man,
0: yeah, you you could see it, man. See that when I saw that fade, I was like, um, oh, God, man, it hurt even more. It's like, bro, she was she was on the path, man. She was. <laughs> She was on the path, man. She she would have uh, she probably did like Kobe, man. She'd have stopped a lot of y'all favorite uh, players probably from getting championships. That he she stayed on that trajectory. That that fadeaway was deadly.
1: I mean, she was it, it, her trajectory was straight up UConn, L.A. Right. Sparks. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It, 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 it was written in the stars, but yeah, God, man. But
0: rest in peace, man. Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, John Altabelli carry out to belly at least uh out Christina Maza Sarah Chester Peyton Chester and I was um like I said they're still releasing details of the crash but just wanted to acknowledge that man rest in peace to a to a,
1: to a legend man I, 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 one last I think Sean Grande put it best sees the voice uh, the radio voice for the the Boston Celtics guy I saw somebody uh, tweeted out um As Celtics fans, we didn't think Kobe Bryant could break our hearts one more time. We were wrong.
0: Coming from a Celtics fan, you know that's utmost respect that they, you know, that they had for him. But uh, yeah, man, rest in peace to, to Kobe, man. All right, moving on, moving on. Like I said, changing the format around. We're going to lift, Well, I don't know if this is considered lifting the spirits, but
1: it's,
0: it's going to be a little energy shift we're, here.
1: We're going to go from sad and confused to angry and confused. Right.
0: <laughs> Moving right on, man. Jumping right at it. UFC 247.
2: Fuck John Jones. <laughs> John
1: Jones.
0: Versus Dominic Reyes. Um,
1: so, I mentioned this before we started recording, but no one should ever have anything in Texas that if you need the State Athletic Commission because they are notoriously bad, like the worst. Um, yeah, this isn't the first time either.
0: If you go back and look at Houston's, I don't know if it's just Houston, but Texas in general history, especially in like UFC cards, these shenanigans are actually
1: sadly familiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, eh, Sensei, do you know where the fight that killed Kimbo Slice took place? Mm.
0: Yikes! Yeah, yikes! yikes, yikes to my Used home. Houston. <laughs> yikes
1: to my birth state. Because that's the only state that would license a man with a degenerative heart condition. In fact, if I remember correctly, um to do yes do you want to know where they had Tito Ortiz versus Alberto up the throne oh no <laughs> okay. oh no I, I want to say they were gonna have Ortiz versus Liddell and they, they were looking at Texas but like California just made more sense because they were they both were from California um and they managed to get that done but still like the fuck, guys. Uh, like the te- like if you follow boxing, you know like the the Texas Athletic State Commission, uh, State Athletic Commission has like a notorious history of like nepotism and ineptness ineptitude. Like the dude, uh, the direct the director of the AC fucking hates MMA. Um, like oh my god, what's the dude's name? Lawrence Fisher, Lawrence Fish Cole, something like that. Lawrence. Fisher, referee, um, in Texas, well, I'm not gonna find his name, but, um, if you go back a few years, there was a PBC card there, um, F- uh, I, Omar Figueroa versus somebody, um, uh, they had, uh, a fight, um, for, on, on Fox, and, uh, It was the most bizarre thing ever because you had the referee who was like the son of one of the dudes on the board for the athletic commission, (laughs) literally putting his hands on the fighters, but not to break it up, but like be like, you can't grab. And he would just grab their arm like mid punch and just like swing it down. It was the most bizarre thing. And it's like, dude, you're going to get somebody hurt this way. And he's just like, whatever. Fuck you guys. This is Texas. Uh Uh <laughs> I, I wanna say it was the Antonio DiMarco fight. Up? Uh, Inspector, blah 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 blah. You know whatever. Whatever. Point being, fuck Texas.
2: <sighs> Alright
1: man, let's uh let's get to the nitty-gritty. Um we talk about how we don't have a like, heavyweight champion anymore? <laughs>
0: God, I, I, um, you know, it, uh, <laughs> it's really hard for me to talk about fights like this, and it sucks because, in a perfect world, we would come on here on this show and we could just talk about how great of a fight it was and how entertaining it was, and how the fight, I guess, for some people surpassed expectations, and, and, I, cause I don't, <laughs> I I hate that the conversation of this fight is probably going to be more so about the judging and the <clears throat> shenanigans, at least I guess as we see it, and not so much about how good the fight was. But it's just I can't not talk about it. Um, so I'll just just kind of jump into it. So I mean, if you guys listen to us, which you should, um, we both predicted. Oh, well, we've been saying for a while that somebody was going to catch Jones, that the gap was slowly closing, and, you know, he hasn't been putting, he's still been winning, but he ain't been the same Jones as we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, and I've I posted this on Twitter and everywhere else, was telling people like Reyes definitely has a real chance to win this fight. Um, i'm gonna just jump into it so i rewatched this this morning you know when you're in when you're in the moment watching the fight emotions are high and got the crowd noise and it's just a lot going on sometimes you you might lose sight of things in real time i thought jones won this. i mean sorry i thought rez won three to two emotions high i'm feeling some kind of way about the decision whatever it's like you know what i'm gonna go to sleep i'm gonna wake up in the morning I'm gonna use my my never fail technique of when a fight is really close, rewatch it with the volume muted, and I'll see what really really happens. And after rewatching this with the volume muted, I'm even more convinced that going <laughs> <laughs> won this fight. <laughs> like like yesterday, people had me like I was still confident that Red won, but you know emotions are high. And some people are like, well maybe maybe I did miss something. Let me go back. No no. No, no, no. Reyes won. This, this, this wasn't, <laughs> it was clear to me. That now I'm feeling like after I watched this muted, now I'm, I'm questioning what everybody else saw. Now I'm feeling like I, I don't think we all saw the same. I feel like, and I, I'll preface all, all of this I'm about to say, because it might come off a kind of way i don't hate john jones i actually love watching john jones fight he's he's one of the few people who when he fights i normally buy his pay-per-views even though i didn't buy this one because the rest of this card i didn't think was uh, worthy of 60 dollars, but that's another story but no i i just I, I really do enjoy watching him fight so none of what i'm saying is hate that's like directed towards jones it's just you know when you're just watching a fight you just feelings get high and if you're a sports fan, you you know what I'm talking about. But it's not directed like I'm not hating towards Jones. It's not not it's not about him. With that being said, I rewatched this fight muted. And the first three rounds, I knew those these were the most important rounds. I needed to rewatch. So let me make sure I did not miss anything. Round one was a clear Reyes round. I think he outstruck Jones twenty-one to twelve. Got out to a really quick start you know, landed some good power shots. He he did what I thought he should do if he was to win this fight. He needed to steal rounds early because I wasn't sure how he'd do in round four and five if it went there, which we saw he he slowed down. But off to a great start. Round one, Dominic Rez, most definitely. I see other people after this fight saying, uh, either round two or three were the swing rounds. I'm like, what? Did I, did I miss something? Let me go back. Let me watch two and three. I watched two and three. The only thing swinging was John Jones doing the running man. What, what, what are we talking about?
1: Dude. <laughs> what, what was close? What are we talking about? Dude, I thought it was going insane. Like, <laughs> all, like people were giving Jones like round two. I'm like, that's the round where Reyes landed like three straight lefts in a row. And that was enough to get John Jones to turn tail and run away. Run. <laughs> the same
0: thing that we blast and and both of us blasted Gustafson for doing when he does it. That that running man is like no, don't ever do that. He made
1: John do that like twice. So, like and, and like it wasn't like he lost the rest of the round after that. Reyes, uh, dude. It was competitive, don't get me wrong. Jones landed some, like, nice kicks to the body, some nice leg kicks, but, like, Reyes was real investing in that left hand to the body. He countered one of Jones' naked leg kicks with, like, this, with probably the most significant strike of the round, and he all landed him.
0: Yes, again, for the second round in a row. And I can't remember if it was the second or the third where, like, Jones, uh, he went for, like, a right hand, and Reyes slipped it, caught him with a really nice uppercut.
1: That was the fourth round.
0: Okay. Or third so round, third round, third, third round. Yeah, third round. So, I, all right. But second, it was kind of not as dominant as the first, because like I said, Jones definitely made it competitive. Um, I like his leg kicks. I like his body kicks. Um, I think his boxing, to me, actually looked better than I thought it would. I thought he was actually going to get caught, like, reaching kind of a lot more than he did. But... Reyes definitely landed the more significant shots. And I think another thing about this fight, I think some people, I think this is kind of an MMA problem. I don't I don't, I don't notice it as much in other other combat sports. It, it could be. Maybe I'm just not paying attention. But we kind of equate moving forward means I'm winning.
1: That's, that's a strict MMA thing because it yeah. doesn't happen in kickboxing and boxing.
0: And I think, because we see Reyes obviously uses a lot of footwork, a lot of movement. He's never really like a, he tries his best to not be like a standing target. And Jones is pretty much chasing them down the entire fight that we equate. Oh, Jones is chasing. He's pushing forward. So that automatically means he's winning. But if we look at when these exchanges are happening, Reyes is probably getting the better of most of these exchanges. And he's win he's, he's landing the harder shots. So round two, I don't know what the swing is. I don't know what. No, <laughs> no. Reyes round two. Round three gets here. He still starts off good. He he. I think he he started to slow down a little bit towards the the latter part of round three. But even still, like when when people say Jones might have won, I'm going back to look to see like, all right, what did he do really to win this round? Outside of oh, I just moved forward. And I just I don't. I don't I don't see it. I think that was the round. Like I said, he slipped Jones, caught him with a nice uppercut. Um, I want to say he got him to back up a bit that round too. And like I said, outside of body kicks and leg kicks, I don't. I I, did, I just. I did not see it. I don't know what y'all were watching. I really don't. Those first three rounds to me were clearly Dominic Reyes rounds. And to be honest, he actually did better than the fourth than I thought he did. Yeah, dude, but he hurt Jones. <laughs> like, he, he hurt started him in op- that
1: opening minute.
0: Yeah. The his the one, I think, I'm not going to call it a fatal mistake. Cause I think had he took the fourth round, there would have been absolutely no denying that he won this fight. I think the one thing that he did that kind of messed him up, Um, he hurt Jones in the very beginning of the fourth um kind of got him to back up and there was a quick moment where like the um I can't remember if Jones stepped in with an elbow he did he did something and they ended up like clinching. and Jones went for the like the inside like kind of step in sweep thing to, to, to like get Reyes down and like he missed it and we couldn't get Reyes down and Jones actually like fell forward to the ground and in that like split second I thought Reyes I, I thought he should have just backed off and just disengaged but he went, he went for, like, a hammer fist while Jones' like head was still pointed down, and then Jones was able to, like, kind of regain himself, and he grabbed him, and that's when he got the takedown, and that was kind of the... the, the tide of the round kind of slowly started turning that point. That was when you started to see... uh, you, you It was noticeable that Reyes was starting to slow down, and John was... I have to give John a lot of credit. Like, if you're going to beat John Jones, you got to be able to go... You got to go all five hard, because... I thought it was interesting. We mentioned that <laughs> we wanted to see Jones get back to his wrestling. He was forced to get back to his wrestling because it d- and
1: did not it did not work. Yeah,
0: when they were standing, he was. I don't say he, like I said. It, I don't want to make it seem like it was a a complete wipeout because it was a very good fight. Like Jones, like I said, he landed a lot of good body kicks. He it's not like he didn't catch Reyes with some good shots. And during the fourth and fifth, he definitely kept. He was able to keep up that pace more so than Reyes was, and then, but that was a reason he was forced to go to those takedowns, and we haven't seen Jones really go for takedowns like that in a couple of fights now, and we've brought that up every time we've seen Jones fight. He's just been kind of willy nilly having these just kickboxing matches, and he's getting takedowns. And at that point, for Reyes, because he's slowing down, he's losing momentum longer periods are going by where he's not able to get off offense because he's just kind of being controlled. And even though the takedowns aren't really amounting to anything, because it's not like Jones took him down and kept him down, but, you know, octagon control, that that counts for something. So I I see why in the later rounds you give John those rounds. Um, But I, I don't see how... I firmly believe that if this fight takes place in any other state, we have a new chance. Cause I can't remember that judge's name, and I think they they called that judge out a couple of times earlier, the night.
1: Um, um during uh, during the Murphy Lee fight, he just straight up wasn't watching. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say I his name was John Solus,
0: something like that. I think yeah, I think Solus was his last name. They said he wasn't watching, and then at one point, like he was just talking to like the athletic commissioner commissioner, and. Yeah, he was the one who scored it for a John 49-46, which is insane. There's no way, even if you thought John won, John did not win 49-46. Mm-hmm. No way. Like, no way. Um, Yeah, y'all, yeah, bro. I, I, I don't see how John... To me, this was even more convincing than the, the Santos, Santos-Jones fight. Because the one thing Reyes did that I thought impressed me more, because I, I was worried about, like, his volume. Because sometimes he's not, like, super active even when he moves so much. But he actually kept a a pretty good pace, at least for the first three, and then for part of the fourth. But after that, he kind of he started to dwindle a little bit. But I didn't think this was questionable. Like, ah! <laughs> it takes away from what was such a good fight. It just... Ugh.
1: Like, huh. and if uh, and if we're gonna go with the narrative that John Jones has not taken any of his recent fights seriously, like you want him to lose this type of fight, you you want him to have that fire to improve because, like, I, and I think we've talked about, like he is regressing. Like, I, I feel comfortable saying that because he is not. For all the things John uh, John Jones does well, range kickboxing is the least good of them. You feel me? Like yeah. And I for whatever, but for whatever reason, he's decided that this is the pathway he wants to go down for the rest of his career, where you know, he gets away from the wrestling uh, and he gets away from the clinch fighting, because like clinch fighting is the next the, the best thing he does he's the best clinch fighter in the history of the sport but for whatever reason he wants to be a range kickboxer a volume kicker who uses leg kicks and like teeps to the uh, to the stomach to keep his opponent at bay like it really sucks that he keeps I don't even, I don't even want to say being given these like close fights because like this is like knowing who John Jones is, and his like, unsh... like, as long as John Jones is winning fights, he does not like. I don't think he sees a problem. I think he thinks like the rest of us, where he's like, "Oh, I didn't win this because I didn't train all that much. I didn't take it all that serious." You know what I mean? Hmm. Like that's the vibe I get from Jones. Where he's just like he's happy doing just enough to get by because it means he can go party and still collect the big checks and he's still the champ and he's still undefeated. But he should have lost his last two fights. Like, and uh, and and maybe that's the thing that reignites a flame under his ass. He gets back to or he changes things up because as a guy, I think Winklejohn is not doing him any favors.
0: Yeah. And. Ah. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this, this is so. It's so frustrating on so many levels. Because it was such a good fight. But it's just. I can't ignore the fact that it's like, bro, he, he shouldn't. If y'all want to take the Santos fight, whatever. I'm going to disagree with you, but alright, whatever. Have that one. This one, to me, it this was clear. Like. This was clear. Those first three rounds were definitely red. I didn't think it was... Like, they, they were competitive, but I feel pretty comfortable saying he won those. The fact that people say those were swing rounds, I'm like... I Like, yeah, outside yeah. of moving forward, like, please tell me what he did to win those. Outside of, I'm just moving forward. Because I didn't see it. Maybe I'm missing something... Feel free to leave a comment. Outside of moving forward in those first three rounds, we'll give him the last two. Those were those were Jones rounds.
2: Uh, going to
1: dispute that. Yeah, I want well, to I want to give him a uh, Jones credit there because like cause, like dude is the best conditioned athlete at two hundred five and above, and it shows in his fights where he's able to break guys down over the last couple in the championship rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, props to Jones for that. But
0: and and, and I'll give him props too. He a lot of attributes you hear about jones is just you know his creativity and um the wrestling when he does decide to use it and um, you know leg kicks and all that but he is tough like <laughs> he is i don't think his toughness gets enough credit he he can go some hard just grueling rounds and still in that fourth and fifth round find a way to just like you you have to put me away to win like i'm not willingly gonna just fade to black like you better put me away because i'm still gonna be here in front of your face and he never stopped moving forward i'll, I'll give him credit for that like he he ate a lot of, of, of shots but in that fourth and fifth like he he still never stopped moving forward he still was i'm, I'm full speed ahead um i gotta do what i gotta do um and he, like he, like i said he definitely put in the fourth and fifth put reyes in some and some bad spots was able to control him with takedowns. Uh, was still effective with his body kicks and leg kicks. Um, just able to just capitalize. Like I said, John Jones is one of the smartest fighters, if not the smartest fighter, like in the UFC. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't give you a lot to really go on. And if you slow down, that's. I think anybody not res might have gotten finished. Um. I, I I do feel like he was. I don't I don't know if urgent is the right word, but I, I felt like in the Smith fight, like he was kind of like coasting, like I know I'm gonna win this, <laughs> and I mean he did, but I think in this fight he knew like I I kind of gotta snap snap I kind of gotta I gotta I gotta make this happen because I think this was I think this fight ended up going a lot closer than he what he thought it would. I I don't think he envisioned this fight going a hard five rounds where he was really going to have to kind of dig really deep and and pull out the
1: win. Uh, But. (laughs) Yeah, and. I I, I know we talked enough about how good Reyes was in this. um, Especially like in those first three rounds and the first couple minutes of the second round. Like take down defense on point. Mm-hmm. When he doubled up on that left hand, he's uh, he sent Jones running every time he did it. Um, like really great uh, uh kicking game. Um, like th- th- there was a sequence where um, and I, t- I I I don't know if you were on Tumblr with me and Joey, but we were talking about like Jones. They're just Part of the reason why I say Jones' kick, range kickboxing is the worst part of his game, and I'm confused as to why he keeps doing it, is because there are just moments where he looks just terribly uncomfortable, like just striking with somebody. Like like he's not used to people hitting him in the gym. So when he comes to the cage and somebody's actually able to put hands on him, like he just throws off his entire – like his, his dance breaks, his footwork breaks. And there are just sequences where he just straight up looks away from his opponent. I mentioned one earlier where um, in the, at the beginning of the second round where he just straight up turns tail and runs away from Reyes as Reyes goes in the distance. But um, there, there was a sequence where uh, Reyes landed a head kick. It was specifically he only lands the head kick because Reyes throws the left hand. Um, and he's I want to say he switches stances in the process. Jones ducks far to his right and starts to like bail out. He takes his eyes completely off of Reyes, and Reyes just hits him with like the, the, um, uh, not the, not the foot or not the shin, but like the little, like his ankle basically, mm-hmm. like the, that same area. And it's just like, there are like a lot of moments like that, um, for John, where it's just like, okay my first layer of defense got broken and now I'm resorting to either having to p- try to push the guy away while I run away, and, you know, hopefully they run into my hand, like their eyes magically fall into my fingers and I poke them and I get my break. Or, like, you know, he's really just flailing about a little bit. um mean, props to Reyes and yeah, right, his team because they, they really realized that uh, if they could get if they could just double up on one side they, he or, or, you know, just enter on a kick, they could really just exploit uh, the fact that Jones really does not have a second layer of defense. Really good work with that lead right hand, too. Like, just clearing, because that's the thing that uh, Jones uses to brace on, everybody. Like, he threw up more here, but... When was the last time you saw John uh, John Jones throw a meaningful strike with his right hand? Not not an elbow, like his right hand, like a cross or a uppercut or a hook or something.
0: He flails it a lot, right? So, yeah, that's
1: the like he, <laughs> that's the wide
0: overhand swing <laughs> that he does sometimes.
1: Like he he for like I think he's right-handed, but for whatever reason, he is a left-handed, like he is a left-side fighter. Um, like kicks. Punches, um, you know, clinch entries. Everything starts from the left hand for him, like the left side. Like he, for whatever, like he does not throw that right straight with any type of consistency. Um, so like there were just sequences where like Reyes would circle all the way to John Jones's right, and John Jones didn't do anything about it because like, what's he gonna do? He doesn't throw the right hand. Like there were a couple instances where he threw the uh, where he threw a body kick, but, like, those were uh, few and far between. And Ray is really exploited that to land his left hand. Oh, I feel like we could talk about this fight for a...
0: <laughs> this fight could be the whole podcast.
1: <laughs> I wrote I wrote a whole thing about, um... About... Uh, like, the weaknesses in Jones's game yesterday and i I, didn't, I i posted some of it i didn't post all of it one because tumblr sucks for like long form hmm. but like two um I, I i was at work when i was like right like when i was posting it and i didn't get home until like nine o'clock and the fight tower right started so i'm like i'm not gonna post this while everybody's watching the fights right. oh, but, boy. but like what what a performance um from reyes and I, I guess Jones, like yeah,
0: no, nah, yeah. Overall, it was still a, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a great fight, and I hate that that I don't want that to get lost in, and everything else. Like at the end of the day, we want to see, we want to see great championship fights, and that was a great championship fight. Yeah, but we all know who won that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm curious, Sensei. Um, we might get a rematch. I don't know. Probably not. Not right away, anyway, but I I think it's safe to say Reyes is for real. Um, And if he gets, you know, uh, a a good win, like against a Glover Teixeira type, they they might run it back. I Uh, thought he
0: should get an immediate. They're not going to give it to him, but he should.
1: I mean, Dana did say he scored the fight for Reyes.
0: Yeah, I think they should double up and just, just run this back. We can get this before the end of the year
1: yeah um what would advi- not advice but if you were in jones's camp what would you look at as like okay this is what we have to fix and if you were in reyes's camp how do you make sure that reyes uh doesn't uh throw the fight away in the cards
0: um if i'm jones i think he i mean we saw a little bit of it even though he wasn't able to do much of it i think he needs to slow reyes down like you gotta stop all this footwork and all this Reds are just always moving somewhere. I think he needs to mix in his wrestling a bit more. I think that's that's what he's and albeit it's gonna be easier said than done because that we've seen that that takedown defense is <laughs> it's it's real. But like even if you can just kind of it's you got get get ready for a long fight. You're probably gonna go five again. If you can even if you can just Clinch against the cage, slow him down, get some elbows going against the cage. Still go for your takedowns. You might not get him, but make him work. You gotta make him work. You don't make it such a, a gung ho kickboxing fight because you're you're gonna get tagged with that left. He's gonna slip. You and catch you with an uppercut. And don't ever do that little back pedal run again. Don't ever do that. <laughs> we we've seen that can end in disaster. But um, I would just say Mick, like he it's not like he didn't have something going, but I just think he needs to, he has to find ways to slow Reyes down. I think just mixing mixing in more of his takedowns, push Reyes up against the the cage, get some good clinch work in, find ways to, s- to slow the fight down and just kind of steal rounds. Because if you can wear on Reyes, as we've seen, and I don't know, maybe this gets fixed between now and then, I don't know if it will, but you can slow him down in that 4th and 5th. And if you can slow him down in the 4th and 5th, Imagine wearing him down early in the first three. And maybe in that fourth round, you actually get a takedown where you can keep him down. Hmm. That's over. Reyes, I mean, Jones gets you in mount. Fine. Just. <laughs> you can go ahead. You might as well just tap. Because you're about, probably about to get elbowed to death. Or you'll get elbowed. You'll turtle up. He'll submit you. Something's bad going to happen. It's not, it's not going to end well for you. Right. Um. If I'm Reyes... It's hard to say cuz I feel like you should have won like <laughs> I feel like you did what you did what you needed to do. Um if I'm rare's um I don't know between now and the next fight how much you can really It's not like his cardio was terrible. Like I don't want to throw that out there like he just
1: No, that's a hard
2: that, fight.
0: That, that... You're going to you're going to slow down at some point
1: Well, like that. And this is John Jones's game. Like he, his game is made to make you slow down over the course of five rounds. And like, by the right. end of it, you look like Anthony Smith. Um, right. like my, my, one of the things if I'm res is I try, um, we talk about that sequence where John Jones, uh, ran away. Um, mm. you know, um, and at the beginning of the second, there were a couple more instances, none as drastic as that first one. Um, one thing I'd like to see more out of Reyes is uh, more body shots early. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 did land quite a few, but like there there were sequences where he was chasing uh, Jones's head, and Jones would either frame out or, um, you know, like, like we said, ran away. Or he would like there was a nice sequence where um well, not nice, but like during that sequence, Jones um, did a good job of slipping all those punches and ducking underneath them along the fence. Yeah, because he was uh, head hunting. Yeah, because he was yeah. head hunting. Um, if Reyes had chose to, you know, attack the body in those sequences, it uh, you know, might have freed up the head. Might have been able to score a knockdown out of that. Because um, it seemed pretty clear that Jones was not comfortable. Um, uh, another thing is, I think he moved like so. This is gonna sound weird because the lateral movement is part of the reason why Jones has so much trouble kicking him in the first three rounds. But I think he moved too much.
0: Is it like there's a beat, the Zabit, beat Zabit effect? Kind of. Somewhat.
1: Somewhat. Kinda like, where, like, it's not that he, his lateral movement was, like, um, but, for example, in the second round, there was a, there was a thing where he's along the fence, and Jones goes for, like, a sidekick, hmm. and he runs, like, ten, well, he doesn't run, but he, he circles out, like, ten feet to his right as right. Jones is, like, kicking, and it's like, you, dude, you could have circled out like two feet or even like a foot you know or a step or whatever so you're right yeah got right back into it and got and just countered like there were a few instances like that where i'm just like well you're not gonna capitalize on every counter but like this seems like something you should have drilled down um and like you're wasting all this extra energy and you're not getting anything out of it because all you're doing is resetting I, th- I think that's a big thing um in mma in general but specifically with everybody who john jones fights um they're so not desperate but there's they're so anxious about john jones taking them down or you know the volume that john jones throws that any anytime they have a chance to escape they'll like they'll make they'll they'll try to take every opportunity to get as far away as possible um and you don't need to do that how often do you ever see boxers like more than like a couple feet away from one another? You feel me? Like right. you you don't have to reset every time John Jones throws something. And to be fair, Santos and Reyes uh and Gus in that first fight, um when when they were being pressured, their their instinct wasn't always to run away. Like there were there are sequences where they just like oh he's throwing I'm going to blitz back because like he threw the one strike he's going to throw in this thing in this instance I'm going to throw my three or four um, and it, it worked for them just um, didn't do enough um, so like those those are two things I could see um, like I, I'd really I'd really like to see him take the center more i i feel like he did a good job whenever the fight was in the center of the cage um Mm -hmm. he likes to drift back so that he can catch guys uh um like you know reaching i don't think he has to do that along the fence i think he can do that in the center with jones um if not jones is there to be hit um that's the other thing if he do i just i was waiting for like a one two at any point in this fight from res and i know it's we don't get that a lot in open stance in MMA uh, when one guy's a south ball and the other one's right-handed. But, like, if he could occupy Jones's lead hand with his right hand, like, the, the left was going to be there. Because you see that a lot. Like, that's the combination everybody lands on Jones, whether it be overhand or like a straight cross. Because Jones will, like I said... Jones only throws from one side, and if you occupy his lead hand by making him like catch a jab or something, he's there to be hit. He does not move his head all that well uh, mid combat yeah. like when when he, he's framing.
0: He, he's more likely to step back rather than to like,
1: right. bob and like
0: to the left or right.
1: Yeah, and it's like if he's stepping back probably not going to throw anything because everything he throws is with the intention of pushing you back like you might you, you might see like an instance where he throws like a a, um, a random like elbow or he tries to shove you but like th- those are instances you can uh plan for or anticipate um so th- those are some things i would see reyes do Hopefully. Also, dub, double up on that left hand more, because he, he, he did it, like, three or four times, and every single time it worked, but I don't think he did it enough. Yeah, I would say, like, in, if you
0: can take the center, like, Reyes is pretty good at being able to slip and counter. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to see, I mean, he, he did land it, and I, I gotta give Jones credit, but he, he got a chin, he can eat a shot, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see a, a moment if you could catch... <laughs> Because Jones is smart, so he doesn't get caught in these kind of instances, but I'm trying to just imagine a scenario where if Reyes is able to take the center and even if for a split second you could get Jones to just overcommit. But if you could catch that counter with that left and it'd be like clean, just I feel like good things can happen. Um, but hopefully we get to see this again. I think this should be like an immediate rematch. I don't wanna see Reyes fight no other. I think we just need to run this back. Y'all are also gung ho about giving everybody else rematches. Why not why not this one?
1: I uh, I my I really hope we don't get like a gus situation where we have to wait until like we have to wait basically seven years for a rematch.
0: Right. <laughs> and then by the time we get it it's like, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Well, I, I guess in this instance, it'd be Jones who'd be the one who'd be like, uh... Right. Because <laughs> yeah, he's got more mileage on him.
0: Yeah. But, ah, re- amazing fight, man. It was a really great fight, but uh Reyes, one, two, three.
1: I'm so upset because our prediction would have came true.
0: Right. He <laughs> should have. <laughs> this is the year he... I'm, well, we said in 2020 he would lose it, so... And and I'll give Jones credit. He's probably one of the more active champs. He he does when he's not in trouble. <laughs> he tries to keep the ball rolling in terms of in terms of fighting. So I'm pretty confident as long as he stays out of trouble that we'll see him again before the end of the year. I just hope it's against Reyes and not somebody else.
1: I I, I will say I'm interested in the Corey um, Anderson fight. I don't. I I just want to see how it looks. Cause like. For for besides Anthony Smith, how many guys who Jones has fought who are actually his size? I guess it's a plus to Yanbluhovich too, and could box even remotely decently. Has right. Jones just straight up beat the shit out of?
2: <sighs> right,
0: mm-hmm. right. We'll see, we'll see. I gotta watch some more footage on Corey. I gotta I gotta go back and watch some of his his other.
1: I'll give Corey Anderson this. He has won every moment. Well, not every moment, but he's won basically every round of every fight that he's been in that he hasn't been knocked down in. Hmm. We'll Which see. We'll is see. The, the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> he, uh, he, he has gotten he, a lot better,
0: though.
1: He, he, he's really, he's on a great run. Like, his yeah. last four fights, um, you know, uh, the Glover fight was boring. But, like, the Latifi fight, he showed, like, some real confidence in the pocket and against Walker, didn't bite on any of those fakes and just planted his feet and threw that overhand.
0: Steamrolled that man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, Manua, um, Shogun, he was beating Shogun for basically the entirety of the fight until the end of, like, two rounds where he got knocked out off the left hook. OSP, he was beating him until he caught the head kick. Uh,. I don't remember the Volante fight, but I wanna say he was winning that before he caught the the, the the punches that put him down. But yeah, no, like I don't I don't know what to expect from Bohovich Anderson. Um but you know, I'm I'm interested in either one of those guys fighting Jones now because I I, I think Jones is at a point in his career where he's just like, I'm going he's gonna have a competitive fight out every single time now mm-hmm. if the other guy is game. And Corey, I think Cor- Corey's definitely
0: game. As much as I know people might not he might not be like a fan favorite, but if you've been keeping a close eye on him, he's been I, I don't think confidence is lacking in him. I right. think he he feels like he's he has that chip on his shoulder. Like uh, he he feels like he doesn't get that respect that people should give him. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But um, amazing.
1: Oh, go ahead. Imagine if Corey Anderson beats John Jones.
0: <laughs> see, I wanted it to be Reyes. I'm a Reyes fan, <laughs> but if Corey got to be the one to do it, oh, well, man. What <laughs> I ain't going to hate on you.
1: I mean, it, he, he just proved the superiority of New Jersey over New York, so I'm mm, with it. Mm, I'm with it. Mm. Shots fired.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man down. But John Jones won a five-round decision. I'm happy Great we fight. spent so
1: much time talking about this fight because Cause I I, I had ain't. nothing for the rest of this car.
0: <laughs> the rest of this ain't a whole. Yeah, not not a lot to talk about the rest of this car. But amazing title fight. John Jones won the unanimous decision. Uh, passes G uh, S GSP's record of uh what was it most title fights right? Well, title uh,
1: most wins in a title fight. Yes. Right.
0: So congrats to John Jones on that front. Even though he didn't. You didn't win that. But according to the record books you did, so I've gotta give you the props for it. But keeping I the, nah, hope they hope we get that rematch, man. But amazing fight nonetheless. If you missed it, definitely go back and watch it. That was a great fight. Um and it, it proved that Reyes deserved to be in that fight. For anybody who may <clears> have, <throat> have had
1: doubts. Um, it's amazing. That's like this how many times is that now where like Jones gets somebody who Nobody wants, see, or, or people think doesn't don't. Well, I guess more people thought Jones had a chance against um, or Reyes had a chance against Jones after the Santos fight than they did uh, thinking Gus had a chance against Jones and get when you fought after he fought Evans. Yeah. So, I don't. Know. I mean, we tried to we tried but, to tell y'all though. Yeah. You. I mean, like people thought that Jones was going to style on Santos. Santos arguably gave him the toughest fight of his career up to that point. Gus, people thought Jones was gonna style on Gus. Didn't. People thought Jones was gonna style on Reyes. He lost. Tried to tell you.
0: But moving on, cause this, the I could spend a whole episode just talking about that fight.
1: <laughs> I mean, it'd be moving fine, on, but...
0: right. <laughs> now, now we gotta go to the other stuff that well, it was mildly entertaining, uh, but to the next title fight on the card. Uh, women's flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko defended her title against Caitlyn Chukagian. Um, I mean, it's not much to say that there's a reason that Chukagian
1: was like a, a... 14 to 1 underdog?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was
1: a I, reason. She is basically a lesser version of Valentina, except, you know, she throws more volume. Like, and I, I would be shocked if, like, Valencia Shashenko loses to somebody who just throws, like, volume strikes. Bec- because, like, her game is specifically designed to just counter the shit out of people who try to do that. Right. Um. But, yeah, like you said, there's not a whole lot here to talk about. Um. Got her down in the first round, hit her with a nice spinning uh, heel kick in the second round to the face. Um. In the third round bullied her got her down and out of there right like
0: yeah w- yeah but well ma- busted her open I think in the first with the elbow
1: oh yeah that, that yeah. Was nice. um,
0: <laughs> had her leaking I, with the elbow
1: I'll say this I'm cool with Shevchenko just being given women to fight um because you know um Chiquette is not a bad fighter um hell uh Liz Carmouche isn't a bad fighter. Uh, Just give her people she can, or or build these fights up in a way that Shevchenko is just fighting these hyper aggressive ass women, because that's where like your finishes are gonna come from. Um, like against Jessica I, for example. Um, I know where I was going with this thought. Um, yeah, no. Um. Thank you, Valentina Shechenko, for not doing what you normally do and, you know, stalling out the fight. Uh,
0: caught Just... her with some uh, some nice leg kicks. When she threw the axe kick, I was like, oh. Even though, like, she didn't, like, land it, I was like, oh, she's comfortable in there.
2: Yeah. The,
0: the end the end it's... is near. <laughs> the end is very near. It was wild because I didn't even really take into account, like, we all know Shevchenko has a ground game. She's, like, one of the most well-rounded fighters in this entire sport but i just assumed that she would just stand and counter
1: and... she's basically taking down everybody uh she's fought hi home sarah kaufman um she did it against amanda nunez in their first fight um but yeah she, she... <laughs>
0: after like the first 45 seconds to like a minute I was like I don't know how Chukagian wins this. I, I <laughs> you you got the length and volume and but that it's just not it it ain't this ain't it chief. <laughs> this I don't know what you you need something Whoever beat Shevchenko, you're gonna need like a, a special kind of attribute about you. Like is like really solid everywhere but not like really great in any one department and couple that with like not having really like knockout power like you don't really give shevchenko a lot that she has to worry about like yeah not a lot of technical breakdown took her down that third got the crucifix elbowed her beat her up the rough saved her from further uh punishment that was it not not really a lot of deep dive um
1: I can't wait for Roxy to get. Her to... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's gonna be sad. going to be sad. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's Joanne, Joanne uh, uh, Calderwood, right? Eh,
0: yeah, I guess she,
1: she beat Lee. I mean, like I said, I'm cool with Chevchenko just fighting in co-main events against like just the next woman up, if that's what they can do. Um.
0: Man, you can only fight who's in front of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Only fight who's in front of you. Until one of these little young whippersnapper prospects (laughs) comes blasting through the ranks at some point.
1: But, like, there's such a, like... So the only fighters who I think are athletically, even remotely close to being able to hang with uh, Valentina Shevchenko... Are Vivian Arujao and like Macy Barber, and Macy Barber is probably never ever going to be actually good, just because her family's fucking insane. Um, and like, Aruj- I- 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 we just saw Vivian lose um, to Jessica I, so she is probably a y- years o- a couple years away from being ready. Um, so, prepare for the slog, I guess, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a long murderer's row before we get somebody who's actually ready to, like, actually really step up. But, uh, good luck. Y'all have fun with that one. Um, Valentina Shevchenko, defensive title again. Further solidifying the reason I put her on my list of one of the best fighters on the planet. She's that good. (laughs) The gap between her and the rest of that division is just... Yikes. Big yikes. But she wins, as expected. Press the finish. Congrats to her. Moving on to a fight that did not last very long. Uh, a fight that alarmed me when I saw it was on the main card, to be honest. Uh, Justin Taffa versus Juan
1: Adams. Um, Why is this fight on the main card? Yeah. Yeah.
0: First first thought when I saw this fight. It's like, bro, y'all, y'all want me to pay $60 to see this on the main card? No disrespect to either of them, but from buying a pay-per-view. And I'm seeing two heavyweights fight. These aren't the two names uh, I had in mind that I'd be paying money to watch. Um, but, I mean, congrats to Justin Topher. Um Put hands on Adams. Uh, caught him with like overhand right, landed a couple lefts. And then, uh, he ended up landing that nasty uppercut that just floored, uh, poor Juan Adams. feel bad for Adams, man. You're losing, like, your hometown. Yeah, not good, man. Gotta feel for the dude. That's,
1: that, that's that gotta suck. Um. Why Adams fights like a middleweight? It's, like, not, eight, like, from the early 2010s. Uh. It's, I don't really have that's <laughs> my only observation about this fight.
0: Uh, yeah, I was my all I got from this fight, my takeaway um I think one needs to go to some smaller organizations. I don't think he's a a UFC ready product yet. Um and I, I think he needs to go to some smaller organizations, take some take some other fights just build up some more experience um and maybe you know, try try to go on a win streak out there, and then try to like fight your way back to the UFC. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's quite UFC caliber yet. I just I don't I don't think he's UFC caliber yet. Um, but good one for Tafa. Anytime you can uppercut people like that, you got a chance to win. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to to him. Um, but like I said, I don't 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 really have a really good technical breakdown of that fight um but on to the next fight that was actually pretty interesting um i don't know if you have any thoughts on dan Ige and Massad Bektik. um of the fights on the main card that were not the title fights this was probably easily the best matchup on paper um at least and i, I would say it played out that way we got a close a very close competitive fight um Ige looked really sharp in the first man um putting all kinds of hands on Bektik. Um, that sequence where I forgot what happened when Beckett was, he ended up on the ground and like, he was in the motion of getting back up and he just threw like three bombs while he was trying to get back up and they all sounded like they hurt incredibly bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 looked really good in that first round. Uh, second round, I think Bectic kind of woke up, uh, Started getting more of his his game rolling, um, and was able to get uh, takedowns. Well, I'll just outright say it. Do you think the right person
1: won? Um, I am drawing a blank on the third round. I remember the first two rounds, but for whatever reason, I don't remember the third round very well. Probably because I watched it at like three o'clock in the morning. Um, I will say from like the what I do remember about the first two rounds. I've never seen somebody who is more uncomfortable winning a fight than Mursad Bektik. Cause like he w- it's one thing when he's winning the fight like how he wants to win the fight, like just take you down, grind you out, beat you up from the top, having a submission. But like before someone do anything else, he looks uncomfortable. But like remember when he was beating the crap out of Darren Elkins? But he was like, I need to wrestle. I have this. Like he has this compulsion to just wrestle. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm watching the I'm watching highlights of the third round. Or I'm skipping through it anyway.
0: I remember in the third, he got he got takedowns on
1: Ige. He did, but did he? Did he? Like I I know he went for another arm triangle, I believe. But like, I want to say Ige beat him up on the feet.
0: It's possible. Yeah, that that third round for me is a little bit of a uh, a blur.
1: Yeah, no, but like, it was a,
0: would, a it was a good competitive uh, fight. There was some some crazy like little ground scrambles and,
1: and I things will, going on. I will say, EK, uh, if you if we want to go like career uh, trajectory wise, EK has improved way more since coming into the UFC than Vectic has.
0: Yeah, my my immediate thought after this fight was, like, I remember a time where we were really excited about Bectic as, like, a prospect.
2: hmm
0: And I kind of feel like that is, that hype has died down a lot. Yeah. It has really died down a lot. And Ige on the, the opposite end is is gaining some, some pretty good steam. Um, Still a really tough division to to rise in the ranks in because it's just, it's ta- the talent pool is so deep. But... He's he's making improvements. Improvements that you would like to see. Um I, I don't know how high Ige's ceiling is, but I, I think at the very least we'll, we'll get some fun fights out of it. We'll get some we'll get some fun fights out of it. Well out of him, I should say. Um Yeah, I don't really have a, a big deep dive into that fight. It was a pretty competitive fight back and forth. Um, Bectic getting better the second. Ige definitely winning the first. Third round. Eh, I don't know. Picky poison. <laughs> but, um, regardless, then Ige gets the win over Merzat Bechtik via split decision. Oh, this next fight. This next fight. This next fight. This next fight. The Dude, fight that, was, that it, kicked off the card. The
1: fight we wanted, but it was bad.
0: <laughs> I was able to take. I, I expected shenanigans i think my, my expectations were just right for the fight so i wasn't too mad at how it turned out um Derek lewis versus the lear the fight that none of us asked for but we got it um i don't know Derek lewis threw flying knees uh i want to say he threw a teep kick um well i'll say in a moment of seriousness i'll give latifi credit uh that man got a chin um, I can't remember what round that was. I think it was the third round where uh, Derek Lewis caught Latifi with a nasty uppercut. Yep. And a lot of people probably would have died. And he ate it. He ate it like a champ. Um, so props to Latifi for that. That that sturdy neck. <laughs> he kind of held, held, held his head on his shoulders. Um, this was a sloppy heavyweight fight. Um, Lewis trying to throw bombs every so often. Latifi... Uh, give him credit. Able to take Lewis down. Didn't Hold do a him ton. With.
1: That's, the thing yeah. that's that, that, Like I know Lewis has been thinning out, and uh, he's been doing like some like weird therapy for his back. Uh, you, you gotta stop, bro. You need to be round. <laughs> right.
0: You lost the ability to just just get up.
1: Exactly.
0: Like yeah, this should have been the one guy. You definitely should have been able to just. Yo, I'm gonna just just get off me, like, off, get off me, bro, um, I don't know, Latifi did better and worse than I thought he would at the same time, um, definitely caught some hands, uh, blocked a lot of the shots, but you could tell just, like, the power difference, but definitely was surprised at how much he was able to take Lewis down and kind of hold him, even though he didn't do a lot of damage on the ground, but. Yeah, just able to just kind of take him and hold him, and and Lewis didn't really do himself any favors. Um,
1: what, what um, we're really surprised, me like I, I we we knew that Lewis was like quick, like surprisingly quick for like a, a round man like that. Um, like not maybe not like um, God, how how do you phrase it? Like he 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 is some really quick strikes, I should say. Like, you know, the flying knees, the the jumping roundhouse kicks. Hmm. I did not, ex- I did not expect him to be faster than Latifi because Latifi has that, like, explosive power, like, speed, and he hmm. was, by, like, a lot. Like, to the point where it looked like Latifi, like, I, I don't, maybe, because Latifi's, like, 30. Latifi came in at, like, 246 pounds. Yep. Yeah, so, like, it, maybe that's slowing him down a bit. As opposed to just you know him being like, oh, um, I don't have to cut the weight anymore. It's and I'm fa- I'm faster for it. It's just like, oh no, I'm I'm heavier now, so everything it takes even longer for me to move. But I I really don't have much to say on this one because was mostly just boring. That was a heavyweight fight. Yeah, like at this point,
0: guys. you, you... You know what a heavyweight fight is, man. It's... I'm
1: I'm upset that uh, I'm happy that Latifi was able to get Lewis down. I'm not happy that he did not try to suplex him even once. That's bullshit. <laughs> we got no
0: suplex and we got no I'ma just get up defense. So we all lost. We didn't we didn't get what we uh paid for. Well, I put paid in quotes. Um, <laughs> but. It's a heavyweight fight, man. I don't know, but Derek Lewis won. Gave a great post fight speech. Let y'all know that he uh y'all can buy him shots, but he ain't buying y'all nothing. Uh, <laughs> that, that was one of the moments of the night for me. But Derek Lewis gets a unanimous decision win over a Latir uh that Alire Latifi. I don't even know if I mentioned earlier that Danny Ega got the split decision over Masad I can't Maybe remember that's I said good. that. Okay. Good. All right. All right. So that was the main card. Um. the title fights pretty much made this main card like a lot of this card it it was entertaining like there weren't a lot of fights that i'd like hated not really any like even the prelims were actually pretty fire the thing is like just for a pay-per-view a lot of these fights were like just kind of inconsequential like there weren't there were good moments, like they were entertaining, but just for a pay per view, I just I want a little more.
1: Um, like yeah. Tafa versus um, Adams is like the most insulting pay per view fight I think I've ever seen. <laughs> except for except for CM Punk, but at least CM Punk is like we knew that was novelty, it, right? It, yeah, this, we... this that that was circusry, circusry. That this was this was like a dude who's like who hadn't won a fight in the UFC who was. Three and one versus a guy coming off of two losses in the UFC, who was one and two in the UFC.
0: I guess you know because he's from Houston, so they. I don't know why the UFC does that. They they put all the hometown guys and try to throw them on the main card, and I don't know, I don't know. But like it was an entertaining main card, but outside of the main event and the co-main. You got entertaining performances, but I feel like the only story really is just Gay's like, continued, I guess, improvement. Um, but a lot of this was just kind of like, man, like, it was cool, but all right, that happened, whatever. But entertaining nonetheless, I guess, but just kind of inconsequential right at the same time. Um, but an entertaining main card, I guess, nonetheless. So take her to leave it, however you feel. But great title fight from Jones and Reyes. So if you missed that, definitely give that a look. Um, prelim spotlight, um, I think you only saw one of these, right?
1: Um, no, I saw, two. I saw the last two.
0: All right, I'll, I'll let you do your shout first since you only saw, uh, just a
1: few. Oh, no, no, uh, uh, I'll let you wait, I'm sorry, I saw, I saw, Chaos Williams too, so, like, I saw the last three. Um, right. well, I'll let you go. Okay, so, uh, first off, Warren Murphy versus, uh, Andrea Lee. Um, really good competitive fight, um... Good God, neither one of these women moves their head at all when they throw punches. Um, and yeah, whatever. That makes for fun, entertaining um, blood sport, I guess. Um, Murphy uh, improved a little bit uh, with her boxing, like really solid use of the jab. Uh, this is the most I think we've seen Andrea Lee just straight up like kickbox in like a while. Like maybe since like she beat up Shannon Shim, uh Shannon Sin in like Invicta. Um She's preferred to grapple. She's preferred to, um, you know, take her opponents down. Uh, I I don't know if she just didn't want to tie up with Lauren Murphy. Um, but it, it was a competitive fight. I I I personally thought Andre Lee won. Um, but I, I don't think I was paying too much attention at that point because I had just got home. Um, it, it was a good competitive fight. Um, props to Murphy for sticking uh, for. Because there was a part in the fight where, like, Murphy was, like, getting tagged hard, and she, she kept through it. Um, so, props to her for that. Um, uh, and the other fight I will shout out. Um, yeah. Uh, just because Alex Moreno is my boy, I'm going to shout out Chaos Williams, uh, who just established himself in the hierarchy of the uh, mid-tier welterweight violence division. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, basically by doing exactly what Alex Marano does, except he's faster and hits a little harder. So, it, it, it basically, yeah, basically it's just that, um, freaking, Mar- uh, they both close distance on one another, get in the pocket fight, and... Williams just refuses to stop throwing bombs. <laughs> tags him, tags Morono hard with a left hook that he did not see coming, and backs uh, Morono up while throwing like six or seven like big sweeping hooks, and he just puts him out. So props to Chaos Williams. Like, I don't know if you'll be good, but you're gonna be welcome here because uh, we're gonna see you fight like Nico Price or something. So those are my two.
0: And, uh, quick, quick note on Chaos. Um, I can't remember what his nickname is, but uh, drop the nickname. Drop, drop the nickname, bro. Chaos Williams is a dope name. Chaos
1: Williams like, <laughs> is <fluid>, a <baby>. dope
0: <laughs> like, Right, like dope. Whatever that little nickname, drop that, man. Just Chaos Williams is enough. Like, you hear that name, and you know, you know.
1: <laughs> dude, this dude had like 15 amateur fights. Mm. That's weird, cause he fights like somebody who literally just started fighting like a few years ago. I
0: don't know. Never seen Morono get like blitzed like that.
1: He's normally the dude do, doing the blitzing.
0: Yeah, that was that was impressive. I definitely enjoyed that. Um, my two shoutouts, man. Actually, you know what? Real, real quick before I move before I mention mine, um, because I'm on Tapology. Fights that we lost on this card that we could have got. Marlon Rivera versus Jimmy Rivera. That would have kicked this card up. Such another notch. <laughs> we got that fight. And we lost. Morono should have been fighting Diego Lima, but I guess it panned out because we got we got chaos. And we could have had OSP versus Ryan Span. Which I think would have greatly improved the the quality of this card. Had we got those fights. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um but my prelim spotlight. I have to give a shout-out to James Krause versus Travin Giles. Um, yep. Bro, just, like, literally a day before that fight, I think James Krause was supposed to be a corner man and ended up being, <laughs> being in the cage. Took a fight on one-day notice, no training camp, going up a weight class. And you may be able to argue that he might have won that fight. Yeah, because he spent. <laughs> I think the first round didn't he have Giles' back and was going for like that choke for like
1: three and a half minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah, you could argue that he won that fight. First round, he he spends the, most of the round going for a submission. Uh, I think my my memory's a little hazy, but I want to see he got tagged a little bit in the second. And, and I mean, you could tell like conditioning was a factor, obviously with no training camp, one day's notice. Like he probably couldn't go as as hard as he you know obviously he normally could have um but definitely definitely ate some shots and you could like you could just hear the power discrepancy but from what i remember in that third round he he landed some he was starting to come on a little bit like gals had definitely slowed down kraus made it really competitive he i don't know what the strike differential was but i want to say i feel like kraus definitely landed more and you, you could definitely argue that Krause won that fight on one day's notice but judging in Houston in Texas so it it strikes again <laughs> it, it it strikes again but ultimate props to James Kraus he definitely gets a prelim shout out spotlight for taking a fight on one day's notice just being able to go up a weight class make it competitive arguably he won that's that's insane that's he needs some kind of a, an award or something for that. That's that's craziness. I don't know if it's healthy. I don't know if he should have been cleared to do it, but it happened. all right not. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> don't know if that should happen.
1: I, but... I, I hope he gets more than his purse. Like I hope. Like I know he got the bonus, but like I hope he got like a signing bonus or something for taking that fight because like, like you said, that's probably not healthy.
0: Yeah, not healthy
1: at all. Like Definitely he took a healthy. beating in that beating, second round. Yeah
0: mm mm-hmm. he got he, he ate a lot of hard shots but super just mad props and respect to James Cross. um even though Giles did win the split decision but J- James Cross was like the people's champ uh of that card uh so I'll give a prelim shout outs to him um shout out to Journey Newsom for uh putting that right hand on Domingo Pilarte and sending him to the shadow realm and uh, last quick prelim shout outs to uh Yusef the very first fight on the card, are Yusef's the Law versus Austin Lingo. Got to give my LFA guys a shout out. Um uh, this is one of the fights I was actually really most looking forward to. Um till I was able to take Lingo down, kind of beat him up, wear him out. Um just got to got always support the LFA guys, so I was really looking forward to that fight. So shout out to Yusef. Uh, looks like he he'll, he'll be a pretty fun guy to watch. I'm not sure how high his ceiling will be, but um We'll, we'll see. But just to run back, the prelims as a whole, um, Trevor Giles, split decision over James Krause. Lauren Murphy, split decision over uh, Andrea Lee. Uh, Chaos Williams, uh, TKO over Alex Morono. Mario Batista, who flying knee need, Miles John. Uh, he won that one. Journey Newsome, uh, overhand right KO over Domingo Bellarte, uh, Andre Yule and Jonathan Martinez. Uh, Andre Yule won via split decision. I cannot remember how I felt about the judge in that one, because that fight is hazy to me right now. But um, I remember it being fun. And then Yusef Law unanimous decision over Austin Linko. Um, the prelims were fire. Like, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can go back and watch them. Um, Like I said, not in terms of, like, star power and, and like, major storylines and implications. Not a lot to go on in the prelims, but just from an entertainment perspective... These were all, like, really fun fights to watch. So, and we got some good KOs, like Newsom <laughs> killing Pilarte, the fly knee from Batista, um, the finish from Chaos. Like, there, they they the prelims were on fire. Like, dudes were really coming to to perform. Um, so, I, I got to give everybody on the prelims a shout-out. Everybody really came and was looking to put on a really good show, which had me really worried when the main card started with a heavyweight fight <laughs> because I was like... All the energy in this building is about to get sucked out, but um, nah, man. Prelims were fire, so definitely, definitely give those a watch if you haven't. Overall, it was a solid card. Like it, we we lost a lot of fights that could have happened on this card. Um, it wasn't the highest quality of a pay-per-view that you would like to see, but uh, I'll give people props at least at the very least for what it was on paper. The fights turned out for the most part pretty entertaining and then it ended with a really great uh got a great title performance from Shevchenko and then a really great fight from Reyes and Jones albeit should have ended with Reyes getting his hand raised but whatever overall it was an entertaining night of fights Um, for, for what it was not worth $64 but entertaining nonetheless Um, so that was UFC 247 if you missed it Go back and give it a watch, man. There were actually a lot of good fights on here. Like I said, might not mean a lot in, in terms of big picture outside of the title fights. But they were entertaining nonetheless. So that was UFC 247. Give it a look if you missed it. All right. So this is kind of weird because we normally don't do the show in this format. <laughs> but um, now we'll get into news and fight announcements. Uh, we'll start with fight announcements. Uh and then we'll get in the news and then we'll close out after that. Um, so fight announcements. I have a decent amount. I'll run through these real quick. Uh, if we want to expand on any of these, we can, um, the first fight I have written down, this is not official as of yet, but it is reportedly being eyed and may take place at some point in July. Uh, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, at UFC Portland, uh, we'll have Alistair Overeem versus Walt Harris. And also, we will have Michelle Waterson versus Carla Esparza. At UFC Lincoln, uh, we'll have Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. At UFC Brooklyn, Jer- Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. At UFC Auckland, we'll have Angela Hill versus Loma Luke Booney. Uh, I'm probably saying that all wrong. <laughs> um, that's an awesome fight. because I think that's a... a, a I think Angel Hill's a replacement for somebody, I want to say. Um, But, anywho, uh, over at Bellator, at Bellator 243, uh, we'll have Ron Bader versus Vadim Nemkov, which is a fight I know you mentioned that you wanted to see, uh, we wanted to see Nemkov get his title shot, so we'll get to see that. Um, At Bellator 241, we'll have Paul Daly versus Saba Hamasi. Um, At One Championship, I don't know the name of the event, but it's One Championship, and I think it'll be on May 29th. Uh, Brandon Vera will be defending his heavyweight title against Arkin Bular. Um, at Rising 21, uh, two former UFC uh, combatants will be competing. We'll have Masanori Kanehara, uh, Kanehara versus Victor Henry, and we'll also have Naoki Inoue versus Trent Gurdum. Uh, once again, that's at Rising 21. And at Ares FC2, I don't know where this is broadcasted or how you can watch it, but uh, because we had mentioned his name anytime we talk about flyweight. Uh, John Moraga is back on the scene. Uh, John Moraga will be facing uh, Hector Sandoval. And also, former UFC fighter Nordine Taleb will be facing off against Martin uh, Wouters. Waters. Once again, at Aries, FC2, wherever that is. Um, any of those fights you care to give a brief bullet point on?
1: Um, Angela Hill versus Loma Legume is going to be fun. Um, I'm interested. There... I'm interested because. I, mean, I don't think we've seen a lot of, like, Luke Bume's, uh, range, um, striking so far. Like, it's a bit of a lot of her just being the shell, women in the clinch, um, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm happy that John Moraga's back, like, not, not back in the UFC, but just, like, back in general, so, dude's super fun, and, like, he was really, like, starting to, like, uh, you know, uh, uh he was really starting to come together as a fighter, um, before he left, um. I know he got knocked out by uh, figs, but yeah, you know, that's, that's Figueroa. That's, that's cheating. Right. <laughs> um. I mean, I'm, I, props to Walt Harris. He's getting his main event. Um, he's getting Alistair O'Rean That's been knocked out uh, again. Um. Uh I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how. I don't know how to feel about that fight. Um. Uh, what, what fights are you looking for, Jacente?
0: Um, same for Angela Hill and Loma. That's just gonna be a fun. Just that's just gonna be a good time. I think that's one of those fights where like everybody wins. Um, when I saw the Watterson and Sparsa match, I don't know why for some reason I thought like these two should have fought each other a while ago. <laughs>
1: like
0: I feel like this is a fight that like should have happened already.
1: That's weird because um, one of them was the former Adam White champion, and one was the former. Um, strawweight champion and victor and right as right. far is probably smaller than waterson
0: right <laughs> but um i'm interested to see how that one goes um i'll definitely have an eye on that one um i <laughs> you know i'm always rooting for the old guy to kick people off the lawn uh so i, I want to see if glover can get smith out of there not gonna hold my breath but uh we'll see we'll see um Man, Walt Harris coming back. After all he's been through, um, it'll it's like gonna be good and sad to see at the same time. Like, cause you're all, you're gonna remember like why he had to leave and why we haven't seen him for a while. Right. And, it's, and, and and especially like coming off of the Kobe thing, it's like damn. Like people like losing kids out here, man. Like, yeah. But it'll it'll be good to see him back though. Um, and ho- hopefully he's he's in the form that we saw before, you know, his whole situation happened. Um real quick though, hi- hypothetical if if this Masvidal Usman fight happens, um who, who do you have winning in Usman.
1: How? Decision. I think it's close. Uh 49-46. Hmm. I think I think uh, I think, uh there is no reason Usman should lose this fight. <laughs> like that—that's basically what my my opinion comes. At. Like, there's no reason he should not be able to overpower all get him down, keep him down, and you know do enough to stay active on top. Um, like we've seen other fighters do it. Um, you, you, you saw Gilbert Melendez do it. Um, like if I, I obviously there's always got the, the chance that he gets caught, but like Usman's not somebody who gets scared off his game, and I don't think Masvidal is that. Uh, uh, like unless Masvidal goes out there and like hits him with a flying knee, like he did Ben Askren. Um, I don't think Usman's going to give him the opportunity to just land on him at will, like uh, like Nate Diaz did, or like he did, or like Nate. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, I, 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 that that should be all Usman. Um, you know, hopefully he uses the opportunity to you know show out. Maybe not, you know, like the way he did against Woodley, but or even against like Covington. But like he gets him down, and he just starts beating the shit out of him. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think Vidal can make this fight competitive. But if I have to pick who's gonna win, yeah, I'm probably going with Usman. Um. I don't think I don't envision Usman doing the Ben Aspirin and immediately shooting in for a takedown. Like <laughs> I think he knows that that won't be the move. Um, but yeah, kind of like you said, I, I know I know Masvidal is on this high, and I'm happy for all the Higgs success that he's finally like kind of getting his due after being in the game for so long. But Usman is still Usman. Um, if he's Able to get a hold of him as all, I think he's gonna make it a miserable time. Yep. Um. So, but I'm I'm looking forward to the fight though. I I, I think it'll be fun. I think we'll get some fun moments out of it. But I think ultimately uh, Usman probably wins a five round decision. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um. I that's pretty much it for the fight announcements. I mean, some of these, all, all these fights are pretty cool. I, I don't know if I really care to expand on any of them, but uh, looking forward to all of the fights that uh
1: I have a okay. question for you, and uh, I I say this with a hundred percent seriousness. How do you think a fight between the the new kickboxing based John Jones and Ryan Bader goes? Because we we see that Bader is about to fight Nemkov, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just curious how you see if you see that as a more competitive fight than their first one.
0: Cause I think it would. Be. Um. Yeah. I don't. I think it'll be. I think it would be more competitive. Um. Can I say Bader wins?
1: Because like, Jones probably isn't going to out wrestle Bader anymore, just because that's not part of that's not what Jones wants to do anymore.
0: But then I have to. Go to do I trust beta in that little ugly right hand <laughs> do i do I really think that's gonna do it um i uh, I think it it would be a lot more competitive than the first um i, I just i don't know if I, I i don't know if I still feel comfortable saying like beta would outright win, but I think he would definitely give him a fight though I don't think it would be a wash. He wouldn't... I don't think he... He wouldn't steamroll them. He definitely wouldn't steamroll them. Um, I, I would still probably pick Jones, though. Um, Coward. <laughs> I don't know. Nemkov might be... To be honest, he could.
1: He good, yeah.
0: But, um... It would be a good fight, though. Fortunately, we'll probably never see it, because... UFC's cowards with cross-promotion.
1: You you never know. You never know. Uh, John does does something wild. He goes to jail for a year. Um, The UFC gets snatched. The uh, UFC gets bought by Disney. Disney's like, we can't have John Jones back. He he went to jail for a year, (laughs) Um, and and then he gets stuck in Bellator. Lord. (laughs) Lord.
0: Who knows? Who knows? But uh, well we'll see shout out to Ryan Bader who's quietly just been winning at life since he left the UFC yeah um alright news stories got a couple of those um I probably should have wrote more of this down but this is just a really quick news blurb uh now this is the real cousin of Habib right
1: I have no idea they're, they're right, like what? like you know, can... He has like a million cousins and like only like two of them are real.
0: Alright, well, for the sake of this story, we're just going to say he's real. <laughs> Umar Nurmagomedov, the alleged real cousin of Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, has signed with the UFC. I don't really have anything else other than that. Um, just be on the lookout. Uh, it's a thing. Now, new stories that I will actually expand upon. Um both of these are kind of sad in their own respective ways one of them sad like i'm disappointed in you said and the other one sad like this is kind of sucks um look we'll at des green out the way i'm only uh talking about this because we actually mentioned this like back when it first happened and then every time he fought afterward we kept mentioning it so i feel like we got to close the story out <laughs> um desmond green who has been having just Court cases open, but was still like fighting somehow. But um, his story is uh continuing on a not so great uh trajectory. Uh, Desmond Green, UFC lightweight. Uh, I'm reading this. Uh, Good props to the article written from Danny Segura from MMA Junkie. Uh, former UFC fighter Desmond Green jailed after violating terms of release in manslaughter case. Um, I'll just read a couple of. Excerpts from this: Uh, The 30-year-old Green is in Broward County Jail after surrendering Wednesday for violating terms of his release while he awaited trial in a DUI manslaughter case. Uh, Green is accused of driving without a license, which is a felony in Florida. After a third after a third offense, Green was given a drink. ah, Green was given traffic citations for running red lights on September 4th, 17th, and October 25th. After he was not ordered not to drive as a condition of his release. Green also has had a $194,000 bond revoked. Green awaits a DUI manslaughter trial stemming from a car crash on August eighteenth, two 2018 that killed two women, injured several others on northbound, northbound I-75 in Pembroke, Ponds, Florida. Um, and the rest of the article just kind of details other things about the case and his fight career. But, um... Not looking good for One Des Green. smite might have been the last time we've seen him fight. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to the victims. I don't. Uh, their names aren't listed in this article, but uh, as the article mentioned, there were um, two women who were killed during that incident. That they that this is all stemming from. Um so Des Green violating terms of his release and he might be gone for good. So And somehow also not to get lost in this. He was offered a bare knuckle fight apparently in the middle of all of this turmoil. Obviously the fight didn't happen, but it was allegedly gonna be a thing. But by Des Green.
1: Wow. Oh,
0: mma that, that, That's thats the MMA story, if there was one.
1: That, that's a combat sports story, bro. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: That man fought three times in the UFC after <laughs> <laughs> killing that's... those people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to some sad news. This really sucks, man. I'm um, uh, reading this from uh, Bloody Elbow, written by Milan... Or Dunez. um Bellator champ, Rafael Lovato Jr., and definitely sidelined due to rare brain disease. Um, the condition that he has um, is called cavernoma, uh, which happens when a cluster of abnormal blood cells form in the brain and spinal cord. Uh, the severity and duration of its symptoms vary depending on where it's located. Experts have yet to pinpoint the exact cause of the disease, but less than 50% of cases are said to be genetic in nature. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because there's a kind of a lot to unpack with this. Like, from the the random articles and stuff that I've read, like, he had this condition, like, while he was fighting and was getting mixed advice about whether he should still fight like if it was okay and the brain thing wasn't a big deal and then other doctors will tell him like no you shouldn't fight and it's been kind of this whole ordeal so now he's indefinitely sidelined I guess until he kind of gets this situated it, it just really sucks because he really had a good year the last couple of years um made made his name in Bellator uh pretty quick coming over from the uh the BJJ world um Got his title shot against Musashi who was still outside of the UFC was still like one of the best fighters out there. Got a win over him. Everything was looking up and then this happens. Um
1: Yeah. Uh, I, like I, I'm I don't know like with the, when it comes to doctors and stuff like I, I, th- I feel like it's obvious that they're going to say oh you have a problem with your brain you shouldn't fight but I also feel like most doctors would be like, oh, you probably shouldn't fight anyway. All right. Like, I, I, obviously, I don't know anything about the, the, the disease or, you know, his condition or whatever. Um, so, I'm not going to give any medical advice on that. Um, or, I, I shouldn't say advice, like insight, but... Um, and that just sucks. Because, like, he's, like, what, 36, 37? Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, so it's not even like he's has that long to be in the sport anyway? Uh, if he's gonna be around for a while, so like just to have your career sidelined because like you don't know what's wrong, you don't know what's wrong, um, you, and you don't know how bad it is. Is yeah, it's scary. Like, I'm not sure if this is like life threatening for him, but like you know, it's, it's anything that fucks your brain is scary.
0: Yeah, and it's scary when it's like unknown. Like <laughs> like we don't even really know what this is or what it does. Um, but like you said, when it's any issue of the brain, it's probably something you don't really want to, you don't want to play with that. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that, that sucks. And just another quick blurb uh, says, according to Lovato, uh, doctors found out about his condition when he was required to undergo a brain scan ahead of his Bellator 223 title fight against Mousasi. Um And then they mentioned some quotes about uh, the talk with his doctor where he asked him like, "Have you ever seen your brain before?" And he showed him like what his brain looked like, and it, I guess, it had like some kind of discoloration or something. So, yeah, a lot, a lot going on, man. Um, but just really unfortunate for Lovato, who everything was just shooting up and then that quick. You know, life just kind of happens. And he was undefeated, still undefeated, ten and zero currently. Um, eight wins by finish. So. Uh, but this last quote I'll read, uh he says, Uh if it's really unsafe and I'm not going to get approved ever, I finally got to a place where I can accept that and I'm going to move forward I'm going to move forward on with my life. If they have set up a fight to determine a new champion, that's okay. I'm going to do everything I can to hopefully get approved to come back, but it's sort of an indefinite time. So prayers and well wishes to uh Lovato. Uh definitely don't want to play around with a brain injury. Uh but I would like to see him back, but obviously health is of the utmost importance. Um don't risk that for anything. Like you you need your health. Like this there's one thing you need. Excuse me, walking this planet. You need you definitely need your health. everything else is kind of secondary. Um so hopefully he can can get this sorted out. Um and if he's not able to fight again, uh hopefully he can still live uh, you know, a fairly normal you know, life outside of fighting, and I mean, as skilled as he is in BJJ, I'm pretty sure he'll still at least, like, be able to teach, and do things like that, probably just won't really be able to compete, um, uh, anymore, but, uh, nevertheless, shout out to Lovato, hope you, uh, hope you recover, good sir, um, and unless you got any news stories, I think that's pretty much all I got,
1: um, uh it's not really so much a story um so much as uh, a a report that was done by Don, uh, John Nash um who uh looked into Bellator's finances um and found out that up until like a year or two after Coker took over basically up until like the, the zone deal um Bellator was like hundreds of millions of dollars in debt mm. I mean I'm sure they're still in debt like but like they were running of deficit every year Mind you, this is the company that Scott Coker convinced a bunch of investors that they were going to make like hundred and fifty million dollars in pay per view sales every year. Uh, see how that went um but um but apparently, they've turned a profit the last couple of years like it's not a huge profit. I, I want to say it was like fifteen million dollars, but uh that the zone deal was really like keeping them alive um. For better or worse, um, and, and that and international broadcasting rights. So, like, why they go to Israel and why they go to um, what's the other country they go to? Um, the the weird one was it Turkey,
0: Italy, because they always end up in yeah India. Italy,
1: Italy. <laughs> um, and I think they're going to Turkey and like they're supposed to be going to Russia sometime next year. Um, like, if you're wondering why Bellator does all these international cards, it's because they get paid a lot of money to. Uh, to broadcast in other countries, and it does, uh, the broadcasts do better when they do it live, so, or, live and in, in prime time in those countries, so, that's why. Um, so, yeah, uh, so, you know, props to John Nash, it's a very detailed, very good report, go check it out if you're interested in, like, the business behind MMA, uh, so, yeah, not news, but um, interesting stuff.
0: Oh, something, because, I mean, no matter what you feel about Bellator, we—I think it's better for the sport that they stay afloat. Yep. You need other organizations. You need competition, regardless you may how you may feel about them. And at the end of the day, like we, if you're a fight fan in general, you want your fighters to have options. Like it, yep. they should have a a good number of organizations to go to.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Prop to Coker for turning the ship around, I guess? I don't know.
0: He's doing something over
1: there. It is, <laughs> it is working. It's not always turning out the best cards. Like, did you see the upcoming uh, Dublin card? Uh,
0: probably looked at it. I don't remember, it though. Isn't, isn't Gallagher, like, didn't he pull out of that one? Yep.
1: So, now the main event is between uh, Liam McCor... And uh, Judith Ruiz, Ruiz—I don't know. She's German. But that—that uh, that is not a card for anybody who's not in the arena that night. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Um.
0: Do I have any other news, real quick?
1: Um, oh, I can check this. Did Invict. Oh, uh, did this happen already? Yeah, Invicta Victor last a... um, Friday. Well, no, I was going
0: to say, they, they're doing another Phoenix Rising tournament. Yes,
1: on the uh, 28th.
0: Okay, I was confused because the article didn't have the date. Um, But, yeah, I, I wanted to give that shout-out because we got, the last time they did that, we got Brianna Van Buren. Uh, so, just something to keep an eye on. Um, it'll be headlined by a vacant Bantamweight title between Lisa Versosa Sosa. And recent Ultimate Fighter contestant Julia Stoliarenko,
1: mm-hmm.
0: If I'm saying that correct.
1: Um, um, and then Well, I know who you're talking about. I don't know if you said it right. I,
0: I probably butchered it. <laughs> but um the tournament uh combatants will be um I wanna say these are all at Bantamweight. Uh Carrie Kennison, Brittany Victoria, Aaron Hart, Tanisha Tennant, Claire Guthrie, Hope Chase, Autumn Norton, Taylor guardado i want to say so yes um so keep an eye on that and i think um L- i'm not not lfa um pfl i think is doing the tournament too for the lightweight division it's
1: uh um, it's not it's in a is it i don't remember which promotion yeah it it's, it's, it's,
0: yeah it's a brazilian it's there, there, yeah they got, they got something going
1: well, on. Well, they're doing a bunch of... That's the thing. They're doing a bunch of different tournaments all around the world to determine people who will be in the upcoming tournaments this summer. So with a bunch of different promotions, like I think it was in Germany, France... Not France. Um, the UK, uh, Russia, and in Brazil. So it's, it's an interesting way to stack to get new blood into your tournament. Um, imagine having to win two tournaments to win a million dollars, though. That'd be funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Long as the check clears. Apparently they have been. But uh yeah, I think that's all uh for news. Um, do we wanna talk
1: about uh Macy Barber's brother getting signed to Bellator? Uh
0: what's his name? Wyatt. Wyatt.
1: Which is yeah. the 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 funniest. <laughs>
0: i I don't know if he's good i i' i haven't looked into the dude, but he has one
1: amateur fight, that's it oh yeah so like yeah uh we'll see oh oh well, well no, you don't like Bare knuckle, I'm not gonna waste your time on it
0: um I mean there are people who listen you I'll let you take you can take the
1: yeah all this is now in bare knuckle f c that thing I said as a joke when we when we announced that he got cut is now a reality. <laughs> God.
0: y'all have fun with your bare knuckle antics. <laughs> but um, I guess that's it for news. Uh, upcoming cards, uh, What is what is coming up on the fifteenth. Uh, UFC Fight Night. It's uh New Mexico,
1: yeah, uh, Rio yeah, Rancho. Yeah. Rio Rancho. Yeah, we
0: got a got got Corey Anderson and Jan uh, blavich Diego Sanchez and Michelle Pereira, Devin Clark versus Godzumira and Tagilov. After that, ain't a whole lot going on. We got Yancy Medeiros and Lando Vanada, John and Nathaniel Wood, Jim Miller, Scott Holtzman. Uh Ray Borg, Rogerio Bon Casey Kenny, Mera Vashvili, Nico Montagno, Macy Kieson. um I think I skipped a couple fights. Brock Weaver, Rod Rodrigo Vargas. It's a fight night card. I'll say that.
2: Yeah. Um, um
0: some of the prelims I'm, I'm, I'm some of the prelims are, are cool. Like some of these, um like Venada and, and Yancy should be fun. Always down for a ten means fight. Um I like to see how Nathaniel Wood does. Um. Casey Kenney had a last... Uh, had a good performance the last time we saw him. Um. It, it looks like an okay card. Not, not anything to get too excited about, but... There might be some, some decent scraps. Um. Some decent scraps on here. So, that's coming down next week. Um, and then... Is the Bellator one? Oh, that's on the 21st. Um the Ed Ruth and Amasov cards. Alright, so that'll be coming up. Uh twenty first, Ed Ruth versus Yaroslav Amasov, Miles, Miles Jerry versus Brandon Gertz. Uh Tyrell Fortune versus Timothy Johnson. Jay Ayala versus Valentin Moldovsky. Uh Denise Kilholtz and Christina Williams. Oh, Carlo Petisali. And Mark Leminger. Uh this looks pretty fun. This is a a pretty decent um oh, Gabriel Varga. Uh Terry Britton so there's some decent cards on this Bellator card, Bellator 239. This will be pretty good.
1: Yep, and the day uh, after that is Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury.
0: Mm, which I need to determine if I'm going to bet my co-worker on. He asks me every day I come into work, and I'm undecided. I don't know how much money I'm willing to put up for that. But, uh, yeah, so there are some scraps coming. Fun coming. Any uh, Any upcoming boxing that I missed? That I probably missed.
1: Um. Besides Wilder Fury, um, none that I think people would go. I guess like if you're a fan of Ryan Garcia, uh, he's fighting Francisco Francesca, uh, Francisco Fonseca on uh, Friday, February fourteenth. Um, Mikey Garcia is fighting Jesse Vargas on the twenty ninth. Joseph Parker, the uh, the man who beat the first man to beat um Andy Ruiz. Uh, is fighting on the ninth as well in that same card, I believe. Um, that's basically it uh, yeah, for fights that people might find interesting. Um, I mean, Gary Russell fought last night.
0: Yeah, I, I gotta go back and watch that.
1: Yeah, but it was a good fight um, that he dominated. So, you know, props to him, I guess. Um, there we go. I think that's uh, I think that
0: pretty much covers it all. Um, it's all I got. Yep. So move on to some uh fight recommendations. Uh, I have two. One is a fight recommendation. The other one is more so like a a shout out. Um, but uh, fight recommendation. Um, I've mentioned this the last couple podcasts. I've been been diving into some kickboxing lately. Um. Trying to go back and watch fights that I know I missed out on uh, from, from back in the day. Shout-outs to uh, no Jill, no Life on Twitter and on Tumblr. Uh, and you also, of course, because you sent me fights. which I, I finished your list, like, like last week. You did send me a list, right? No, that was her. That was her? I thought, I thought you her, sent me something. No, you I, sent me, like, one fight. You did send me. You sent me I, something. I you sent me you at said, least one fight.
1: I, I said you Shahid versus um, Zimbi. Was it Zimbi? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, I can't say his last name. I know you're talking about yeah. that, and I, I, I did watch that one. Okay, yeah. So, Antaku sent me a fight, and then No Jill, No Life, shout out to um to her. She sent me, like, six fights, and I finally finished um all six of those, like, last week. Um, one of those, they were all really great fights, but one of them that really, really stood out um, that I want to recommend people watch is Andy Sauer versus Virgil Kalakota, if I'm saying that right. Um, awesome fight, man. That fight was crazy. <laughs> like just that, it's fights like that I watch, and I'm like, man, why don't more people love kickboxing? Cause that it was such a great, just back and forth. Like I think like Virgil had Andy Sauer in trouble early, but then Sauer at the end ended up putting him away. It was it was an amazing fight, man. It was so good. Um, on YouTube, so easy to watch. Still up there. It's a really old uh, K1 fight. Andy Sauer, of course, if you know anything about kickboxing, one of the all-time greats. So That's Andy Sauer versus Virgil Calakota give that a watch on YouTube especially if you if you're a kickboxing fan You might have seen it already if you're not and you want to familiarize yourself go watch that man It's a really really great fight Um, And for black history month because we are recording this during black history month uh, Gotta give a shout out to the first uh, African-American UFC champion, which was Maurice Smith Um, He defeated Mark Coleman uh, this was at UFC 14, uh, July 27th, 1997, with a young Big John McCarthy referee in the fight and a young Michael Buffer on the microphone. Um, <laughs> interesting, one of those fights where uh, Maurice won a lot of the fight, even though he spent most of it on the bottom, but he landed like a lot of strikes from the bottom and. Uh, Coleman, like, got really gassed out. I actually didn't even finish watching the fight, but I couldn't tell where it was going. Um, <laughs> back when there weren't, like, rounds, like, they just fought for, like, a lot of time, and I think they ended up going to, like, some overtime period. But, um, Maurice Smith uh, came over to MMA uh, from kickboxing. He had a pretty long kickboxing career. He had, like, over, I want to say over, like, 70 fights. Um, but first African-American uh, UFC champion. So go familiarize yourself with him. Uh, he's in the I think he was in, inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame in 2017, I want to say. Um, but shout out to him. He gets uh, shout outs for uh, Black History Month. And that's all I got for my shout outs.
1: Alright, so my first shout out uh, is to. Well, my first fight recommendation is uh, Invicta. 30, so we mentioned Invicta 39, um, and you get a chance to go over it. But. Um, Aaron Blatchfield versus Victoria Leonardo. Um, if you want to see somebody land four head kicks in a single fight <laughs> that only went like eight <laughs> minutes, give that a watch. Cause boy, oh boy, um,
0: I only saw one of them, and I was like, "How did she live?" Yeah,
1: yeah. Cause she ate three more, or she ate two more, I <laughs> think, died in the fourth. Um, but that was that was a great, um, that was a great little scrap, and you know, big, big, big statement win for uh. For, well i'm gonna leave a surprise uh but uh, you go go catch that one um and my other one is the fight i recommended you um uh so it'd be jahid versus um zambides mike zambides um just if you are on the fence about being into kickboxing or getting into go watch that fight because it'll it, it if that fight does not entertain the hell out of you then kickboxing is just not for you um it it, it was a tremendous tremendous war um between the two it, one of the best k1 fights ever um yeah, so go go get that watch um so yeah that's all i got
0: support good kickboxing oh man real quick real quick footnote i gotta throw a shot at my team man uh, this game was on while the fights were on, man. North Carolina and Duke. I am a an, an avid Tar Heels fan. I, admittedly, I haven't been keeping up with college basketball a lot this season. Um, I just kind of catch highlights and watch, like, to see the scores. North North Carolina lost one of the most heartbreaking losses I've ever seen in my life um, last night, and I can't remember the last time I've seen this team be this bad. And it is really, <laughs> it is so depressing. Uh, can't hit free throws down the stretch. Just missing free throws left and right. God, just fouling at the worst times. We were up by like 10 and then then you came back. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it was, it was a meltdown and just the way the game ended off of like a putback. Like, and nobody, like, box. Oh, my God. <laughs> just... Oh, I was livid watching that. That was just... It, North Carolina's been terrible all season. But I was like, if y'all can beat Duke, that'll just be the one thing at least I can look back and be like, you know what, They because I hate Duke. Duke is, like, one of my number... Like, top five hated, like, teams in all of sports. And I just wanted North Carolina, just get that one win. Do one thing good this season. And they just all right i have no words y'all still my team i love y'all
1: but i hate you
0: but this season yes <laughs> this season has been abysmal so i gotta throw a shot at them because y'all This i don't know what y'all are doing roy williams i don't know what you i don't know what's going on but somebody fix it
2: <laughs> somebody
0: fix it but that's it man i, I could ram that for a while be quiet get out of here but um that's pretty much all we got for today's show um so as always give us a listen soundcloud youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google play wherever you get your, your podcast from send questions to dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com hit us up on social media at the dojo talk podcast facebook page as well as the instagram page hit me up uh follow me on twitter and twitch at serial sensei and you can follow gc zeus uh, on twitter at G. I'm sorry. Follow <laughs> cool on Twitter at GC Zeus. Um, and like I said, this podcast is winding down. So uh, the next time you guys hear from us will be March. I can't remember the date. I don't have it pulled up. Saturday. Uh, right, well, that's the day 7th. of pay per view. Yeah. So you probably hear from us between like the 8th and the 10th <laughs> um, covering the Romero and Adesanya pay per view, which that, like I said, we, we picked some good. Uh, this last stretch is going to be fun. There are going to be some crazy fights to talk about. Um, but you'll hear from us then, so it'll be a little break um, until then. And then, uh, you know, keep it rolling until the uh, till the train stops. But until then, as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.